CLR Live Sport. The St. Canis' Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Final. Ballyhale Shamrocks versus James Stevens. But thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited. Well Drilling Services Piltane. Jerry Comerford Drilling.ie. Welcome to UPMC in Olden Park as the St. Patrick's Brass and Reed Band uh, parade. The two teams, both teams now ready for the national anthem. Both teams, St. Patrick's Brass and Reed Band, of course, synonymous with county final day in Nolan Park as the crowd, the crowd starting to fill up maybe five, six thousand people here in UPMC Nolan Park for the St. Canis's Credit Union uh, Senior Hurling Final. Sh- to Shamrocks, of course, the famed Shamrocks, very focused. There's Vam Stevens Village men, very focused. Four teams facing for the national anthem as the crowd stands and Kevin Reed, Seamus Reed's son of Thomastown, Kevin will sing the national anthem. Song by Kevin Reed. Get the names right now, will you? And the relations and the brothers and the cousins. Seamus son, well sung by Kevin of course to James Stevens uh, men travel down towards the O'Loughlin's end, James Stevens as the rain starts to come down here in Nolan Park UPMC Nolan Park, taggy call it there please. Yeah it's going to be a right tussle and uh, the first five minutes it's going to be skinning the hair flying, it's hard to look past Ballyhale but you'd have to give the village a chance. You'd have to give the village a chance, the rain starts to fall here in UPMC Nolan Park, Conor Everard of Greg Ballycannon throws the ball in the first man on the ball is Paddy Mullen in the middle of the feet he's chased by Luke Murphy, James Stevens playing with the two men or the Shamrocks playing with the two men full forward line. ball comes to Owen Cody he's out a long way he's been followed by Luke Murphy swarming by five villagemen five villagemen out over the line and there's plenty of bouncing as we said going on and off the ball a few men throwing their weight around and Taggy you were right we'd expect some skin and hair flying here yeah absolutely yeah. the villagemen surrounding swarming around AJ Mullen there and a turnover for a side ball to the village and as we said Paddy Mullen hitting off Connor Brown and lots of uh, niggles and shots going in all over the pitch all over the field quick line ball taken by Niall Delaney he missed the ball breaks in the middle of the field TJ is dear TJ and Keane Kenny he's picking him up Dara Corkin hits off the hurl Richie Dowling the linesman on this side and Stephen Delaney of Greg Ballycallan on the far side and Conor Everard's umper Gerard Ronan Morris Ronan Adrian Butler and of course uh, Gerard Ronan four umpires and Conor Everard in the middle of the field a lot of off the ball going on Adrian Mullen Niall Delaney a lot of matchups going on Dara Corkin left handed ball down to Owen Cody Cody and Hogan and, and Luke, Luke Murphy 
Murphy they'll know each other very well from school and probably similar age players Cody's there Brown is hopping off of uh, Cork in the middle of the field comes to Niall Delaney he gives it to Andy Parsons the ball goes down low top of Joey holding tied the wire Joey's out in front but tied the wire has it tied the wire elusive all day he's going in towards goal trying to get maybe a goal chance pops it over off his left puts it over the bar great start for tied the wire great start for James Stevens, and he was out in front Taggy yeah brilliant start by tied the wire there got out in front of Joey Holland caught the ball off his left and had a knife for goal kind of had a look for it but uh, slotted it over the bar for a great start quick puck out taken on the far side TJ pulls out to the wing brought down by the big man Willie Spencer in the middle of the field he's wearing eight for James Stevens. tries to give it to Keane Kenny Owen Cody has it in the 45 Owen Cody picks it up he's on the edge of the D Owen Cody looking for help gives a great ball but it's out wide right too ambitious trying to give it to Joey Cody plenty of off the ball going on Taggy and the matchups are very good we're in for a tasty afternoon yeah absolutely yeah, just looking down in Dermot Cody there really tight here on Colin Fenley not giving him an inch of space Owen Cody broke through the defence there but an overzealous a hand pass and out over the line for a wide ball puck out for Gavin Costigan Gavin Costigan of James Stevens. he's looking for someone to make a run a lot of space Richie Reid has come up on Niall Brazel no sweeper here at this early stage Costigan goes long down on top of Andy Parsons and Dara Corkin on the 45 towards the O'Loughlin's and James Stevens playing into the O'Loughlin's and Andy Parsons off to a good start he'll give the ball out to Brazel Niall Brazel of the village wearing 11 but he fluffs that chance and a half chance for him an unlikely wide but wasn't easy first wide for James Stevens. yeah um, just just pulled it to the left side of the post and a small bit of a miss coming down in Nolan Park here now so it's going to be a greasy surface small bit of miss no Luke Murphy's out in front of Owen Cody Adrian Mullins on the far side of Ardon the Gross Taggies or TJ Reid has been followed by Conor Brown Conor Brown picking up or not Keen Kenny's picking up Keen Kenny tries to tap it to his shoulder to, 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 to Richie Reid Richie's there or TJ's there breaks to, oh, to TJ TJ wild swipe TJ's on the 14 TJ's gone out towards the sideline back to Joey Cody Joey wearing 26 Joey's off his left shouldn't have went for that did go for it Adrian Butler the umpire says a great score by Joey Cudahy brilliant score by Joey Cody right in the side and on the left hand side swinging over the bar and that was made by TJ Reid and Keane Kenny's picking up TJ Reid Jeremy Cody's picking up um, Colin Fenley and I'm not sure who's picked up Adrian Mullen it could be Adrian Mullen looks like it's Niall Mullins. Mullins he's done a man marking job on a few county players during the way Costigan hits it out long Tom with Brazo uh, Tom with Brian Butler of the, the Shamrocks Brian Butler loses the ball Corcoran is there in the middle of the field comes to Ka- Willie Spencer he's off to a decent start to Luke Scanlon Luke Scanlon being manhandled by, by Adrian by Paddy Mullen and Adrian Mullen Paddy's back today carrying a legendary Brown is there in the middle of the field comes to Niall Delaney Niall Delaney 5 wearing 5 for the village back out to Spencer Spencer's on a few balls to Adrian Mullen or back down to Darren Mullen Darren Mullen and Gilfoyle Gilfoyle has turned a huge pace to Brazo Brazo's coming in across the line there's a man inside Gilfoyle is inside half chance brilliantly blocked by Joey Darren Mullen has it a let off for the belly Hailman. they're under pressure Shamrocks as we said under a slight bit of pressure the James Stevens men are giving the fight Evan Shefflin coming out to 21 Shefflin gives a deep ball to Paddy he puts him under pressure James Stevens men all over James Stevens men hunting in packs they're bouncing off and Brazo has it out to Tyg the wire Tyg back to young Gilfoyle this will be a half chance it'll come to Dean Mason Dean Mason on his own Dean Mason the Shamrock's goalie comes out to the 21 he'll try to go along lands the ball top that route one Fenley and TJ Reid man this big man again the small man the big man has it that's TJ TJ was always going to win that TJ off his shoulder TJ puts it over the bar he drifted in there Taggy and that's what the village don't want they don't want a two man full forward line of Fenley and TJ absolutely 
yeah, TJ just drifts it into the full forward line, high ball to the square. TJ do, what, does what he does best, caught it and swung it over the bar on his left hand side, but a missed chance from the village at the far end, a brilliant uh, block from Joey Holland on Ongle File. Four minutes gone, two points to one, brilliant puck out. Shamrocks in the lead, two points to one, playing into the city and Brown falls, gives it to Keen Kenny. He's up along with Kenny trying to dodge through three Shamrocks, man. He loses his footing on this wet, greasy surface as Brazo pulls hard, Mullen pulls hard. Great tough hurling that we haven't seen maybe in a while. Kenny, they're hunting, they're turning over. Now there's a shamazel. Connor Everett said he's on the ground. It's going to be leaving to who? There's a village man coming out of Spencer. He's done well so far. Matthew Root is on the far side of our on the Brannock. Shefflin is down the far side. Kicked out over the line. Seamus Dwyer and Richie Dowling, the umpire. Taggy is not lacking intensity, that's for sure. Absolutely not. And I think we're looking forward to this kind of match. It's probably needed in the county. Five minutes gone and the intensity is really there. Both sets of teams harassing, hooking, blocking, putting their bodies on the line. You'd wonder how long it'll last, but for, for the first five minutes, they've really put the bodies on the well, line. Well, to be fair to Conor Everard, a referee, he's letting the game go, good man to man, end hurling it's, it's physical for sure, it's intense both teams as we said, driving each other on maybe on a border and on a small bit dangerous as Spencer was pushed out over the line but Richie down in the linesman sends a line ball, six minutes gone, James Stevens one point, the fame Shamrocks two points as we were brought by our proud sponsors Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, well drilling services, Piltdown, see Jerry Comerford Drilling.ie, as we said the grain, the drizzle starting to come down nothing of the heavy rain that's expected or predicted just yet, great ball Owen Cody breaks off from Luke Murphy that's twice as Owen Cody throws over the brown on the ground referee says play on Joey Holden the wire Gilfile is in there Richie Reid Richie Reid does brilliantly he'll give the ball low to Paddy Paddy Mullen on the 45 Paddy under the stand here drives the ball in Fenley's going to go for it Fenley and Dermot Cody Cody puts his hand to it Cody wins the first tussle Cody gets the free Cody will be happy the village will be happy that's a big battle Taggy you talked about it big battle absolutely a long ball to the square there by Paddy Mullen and Colin Fenley was just holding off there McCauley was holding using his body but Dermot being a cute car, a full back got in the hand won the ball and won the free out free out to the, to, out to the village but as far as the game is going Ronnie it's a traditional 15 on 15 there's no sweepers uh, as we can see so far and uh, great set of hurling so far great set of hurling good intense stuff intense stuff as the rain starts to come down rather heavily Adrian Mullen is back on his own full back line gives it to Brian Mullen Darren Mullen under 21 he goes long TJ is going to come with Keen Kenny TJ misses the first touch Spencer he's on a lot of ball in the first few minutes down on top of Scanny and Brian Butler ball breaks to that sweeper the man Richie Reid he go, looks up for help Richie Reid doesn't see anyone making a move no one was making a move Niall Delaney of James Stevens has it he'll bring it down to the corner to Scanny Luke Scanlon the village forwards finding a bit of space oh a poor miss by Luke Scanlon and the village certainly finding space but not turn it into scores yeah absolutely yeah brilliant ball there to Luke Scanlon and he just miss it out wide but I can see from the village they're trying to play that full forward line as much as they can and they're getting a, a good bit of ball in there and in fairness they're winning the first ball but just have to put him over the bar when they get the chance seven minutes gone as Dean Mason pucks it long down on top of Owen Keneally and Delaney ball breaks to Shane Dunhu. Shane Dunhu, of course the godson of the great Tommy Welch of Tullerone he turns to his right down under the stand here gives it to Dara Corkin of Ballyhead he goes long Cody and Colin Fenley Cody's out in front he bats the ball Dermot Cody's son oh Colin Fenley pushes him and that battle two wins to Dermot Cody Colin Fenley's starting to maybe get a little bit annoyed and now uh, that battle is important Taggy you mentioned it and Colin Fenley at this stage not happy with the refereeing decision nah, but it was a free it was absolutely free uh, Dermot Cody was out in front again and Colin shouldered him in the back and an absolute free out and, and it is a big battle because if 
Ballyhale don't get their rhythm goal of the crisscrossing type of game. Their only outlet is Colin Felly in that square. TJ Reid out in the middle of the field. Not sure is that a good idea. Owen Cody out in the middle of the field. Adrian Ronan out in the middle of the field. They're a long way from goal. The only men inside is Colin Fenley and Joey Holden. Long puck out. TJ is playing at centre back. Brazzo. Niall Brazzo. He'll come down the wing. He's full of energy. 45 yards out on his right. He'll go right. This will be a great score. And it goes over. Great score by Niall Brazzo. Brilliant score by Niall Brazzo. And the umpire puts the hurl flag up. Johnny had the flag up. Great score. Niall Brazzo for the village. Brilliant score. He's under tremendous pressure there from the, the wing back. And on the sideline, swung it over the bar. Brilliant score. I thought it was going to fade out left and right wide. But James Stevens, two points. The village, two points. Uh, Shamrock's two points. Ball broken down by Costigan. Quick puck out taken. Niall Delaney has it. Delaney, he'll give the ball to Keane Kenny. Keane Kenny gives it back to Luke Murphy. The village certainly starting very well in these opening nine minutes. Down the top of Brian Butler and Scannon. Brian Butler breaks the ball. Scanny looks as if he's held. Darren Mullen of Jim of the Shamrocks has it. He gives a neat ball to Ronan Corkin. Ronan Corkin, 45 from his own yard. Gives a brilliant ball across to Paddy Mullen on the far side. Paddy heavily strapped ball out over the line. Gone out over the line. The village, as I said, hunting and putting pressure on. Yeah, absolutely. Hunting, hunting and packs and are probably on the ball a little bit better and putting a better quality ball into their own forward line than Ballyhale. Ballyhale slightly uh, playing second fiddle to the village at the minute. And slightly playing as the rain comes down, but there's no rain in Saudi Arabia. As we have a shout out to the two sisters, Sinead and Miriam Morrissey, who are out in Saudi Arabia. They're tuning in to the live commentary. Hope the weather is better in Saudi Arabia, girls. But you can be happy after 10 minutes. James Stevens are doing well. Two pints apiece. The village, as we said, James Stevens, now Spencer, Matthew Root is there. Richie Reid pulls in the ball to Adrian Mullen. Mullen and Niall Delate. Niall Mullins. Niall Mullins, who's done so well all year, man marking different men. Keen Kenny gives a crossfield ball to the wire. The wire, very influential for the James Stevens man. Tries to come inside Joey. Gives a quick ball to Bandy Parsons. They're messing around with him, but they're doing quite well. Gives the ball into the middle to Brown. Connor Brown, the son of Angela Downey. He'll come through. Gives it to, Bra- to Spencer. Spencer does well. Spencer's outside the D. Spencer pulls on that ball. But that's three wides for the James Stevens men. And for me, they're three scoreable wides. They have the possession, Taggy, and they're asking all the questions. They are absolutely asking all the questions. And they're getting a bit of time and space on the ball, which I didn't think they would from the Ballyhale um, uh, back lane but they're getting that time and space to play in that ball. Puck out taken, TJ Reid catches the puck out, Ger says it's wide second wide for the Shamrocks two, three wides for James Stevens. the village as we said need just to be controlling there because Keane Kenny will come second best to TJ in an aerial battle but obviously the bu- Dean Mason has been told go along to TJ. Absolutely yeah and no better man to strike it to, but as you said Keane Kenny will be under pressure with that high ball because TJ he's the best catcher in the country. Richie Reid starting to settle in, he's the sweeper, gives it to his brother TJ, TJ will bring it into Paddy, Paddy wearing the snap and Paddy will go along, brilliantly blocked down by uh, Brown, Keane Kenny comes in, Paddy two against one, the village are hunting, they're putting the intensity on, Brazo has it, loose again, Neil, uh, Richie Reid, Richie started off well but Niall Brazo started off Andy, Andy Parsons there helping him comes to Gilfile Owen Gilfile of James Stevens Gilfile goes low kicks it out over the line line ball as Darren Mullen pushes him out towards the line the linesman Richie Dowling of course says a line ball plenty of individual battles going on a lot of players have jobs to do today and at this early stage Taggy you have to give the village as we said great credit they've come here with full of intensity brilliant credit yeah they set up really well they've got their matchups uh, spot on so far you know Niall Mullen's taking up uh, on Mullen uh, we talked about uh, 
Colin oh. Fenley already, and that's that's a missed ball. Miss ball Darren Mullen took that line ball, but he only drove it 30 yards out over the line. Line ball for James Stevens and Niall Brazel will take this. One thing I've noticed, Ronnie, about the village, they're actually taking on the Ballyhale uh, um, personnel. Like they're going at him, and I haven't seen. I've been at most of the Ballyhale games, and I haven't seen lads kind of taking on their man and, and breaking the tackle. But the village are doing it. There's a poor wide from the line ball, and the village with four wides. They have the possession. They have the intensity. Paddy Mullen gets a quick puck out. He's going to go along. Colin Fenley, Joey Cuddy's out in front of Donahue. Joey breaks it to Adrian Mullen. Adrian Mullen, he's first possession, not yet. It breaks to Keane Kenny. Keane Kenny wearing six. He has the ball. He'll come up. Kenny, very well done by Kenny to Niall Delaney. He goes long. Down on top of Joey. Joey Holden. He's out in front of Tide the Wire. Joey's going for his eighth all county final. Gives a great ball to Paddy Mullen. Paddy Mullen on the far side. Paddy back today. Owen Cody. He'll go up the wing. Owen Cody. Five, six, seven steps. This will be a great score if it goes over the bar, but not by the looks of the umpire. Over ambitious out of Owen Cody. A second, third wide for the Shamrocks. Pressures on the Shamrocks just at this stage. Yeah, it was a, it was a poor decision making there to go for that score. There was three uh, village defenders on him and he struck it to the right hand side and wide. But uh, Owen Cody, haven't seen much of him yet and he need him in the game more often. Big change made already. Looks like Colin Fenley has come to centre forward. TJ is hanging out at the edge of the square. Is that the next move at this stage? It's an early move. Fenley did so well the last day against Tullerone. Adrian Mullen, a long way from his own goal. Mullen breaks the ball. Tied the wire. Small man, but obviously full of heart. Brings it to Joey Holden. Joey, what a man. Steady. Joey go runs with too many steps. He's taken out of it. It's overturned in the modern game. Breaks it. Derek Harkin of the Dame Stevens. The village men have it. No, it comes to Derek Harkin. He comes out. He gives it to the man. Coming through the middle is Derek Harkin, the left halfback. He gives it to Ronan Carkin, the captain. Off his left. This will be a great score. Is a great score by Ronan Carkin. 45 yards out. Three points, James, to the, to the village. Three points to the Shamrocks. Two points, James Stevens. A one point game. James Stevens with all the possession but it's the, the Shamrocks they're in front absolutely yeah they're all the possession but not turning them into scores unfortunately they, um, they have four four wides and definitely three scoreable chances that they missed great point by Ronan Cocker ball breaks in the middle of the field Luke Murphy is there he's swallowed up by two James Stevens my by two Shamrocks men Connor Brown does well Connor drives it in long hey, Darren Mullen and Gilfoyle Gilfoyle has the legs it looked like he was being fouled Gilfoyle has it Mullen is following him Mullen a very good man marker Gilfoyle gives it into Matthew Root Matthew Root misses the touch a half chance again for the James Stevens men causing trouble that full forward line if they get enough ball Brian Butler has it Butler the tan leg Butler gives it out to Paddy Paddy Mullen on his own 21 he goes long Dermot Cody should be out in front Dermot Cody is coming he loses the touch Keneally has it Keneally's on the edge of the D Owen Keneally oh Owen Keneally had a chance went for the juggler certainly two let offs a goal chance either side two big misses two big misses uh, I think Keneally's chance was obviously the better chance a long ball to the square and I think um, Dermot Cody and Keane Kenny are in two minds to comfort and in fairness to Keneally he just latched onto it and took now fairly he's won the 21 but drove it out to the left hand side and wide Owen Keneally had a chance but so did maybe uh, Matthew Root in the far side brought down by Matthew Root to puck out he'll give a neat hand pass he won't he's been chased by Evan Sheffield gives a ball to uh, Willie Spencer to me Willie Spencer's on a lot of ball Willie Spencer puts that over the bar and Willie Spencer puts to James Stevens in a draw game 15 minutes gone in the St. Canis's Credit Union senior hurling final in UPMC Nolan Park three points apiece score for scores they're valuable scores at this stage Taggy yeah no point for point there's nothing between these teams at the minute two of them working really 
really, really hard. Low scoring game so far, 15 minutes gone, three points. Brilliantly blocked down Adrian Mullen. He's coming out second. He gives the ball back. That village men are playing with a lot of confidence. This will drop short into Dean Mason, but the village men certainly not short of confidence. They've had most of the possession. Four wides to three wides. James Stevens, as we said, doing very well, but the Shamrocks, typical Shamrocks, with limited possession. The scoreboard says it's a draw game. Fenley has it. Now it comes to Ronan Corcoran. He's on the edge of the D. He over ambitious ball. Over ambitious ball to Luke Murphy. Luke Murphy, poor clearance. Adrian Mullen and Niall Mullins. Adrian Mullen is there first. Mullins on the far side. He'll turn into his left. Mullen goes inside him. Mullen does very well. Turns to his right. This will drop shorter, will it? No, it'll go over the bar. Brilliant score by Adrian Mullen. However, there's something going on. We've missed the taggy. Colin Fenley and... Uh, Dear McCordy, he's yeah. lost his helmet. There's a niggle down there, Tag. Yeah, no, they're kind of pulling and dragging him. Dear McCordy's talking to the referee Everard saying someone pulled his helmet off. He's showing he's showing him to the to the linesman as well. But a, a brilliant score by Adrian Mullen just before that. He kind of dummied uh, on his left and turned onto his right well, and over in the bar. Dear McCordy has lost his helmet. It's four points to the Shamrocks, three points to James Stevens as Connor Everard goes into Jarrah and Adrian Butler. They'll both say we saw not and probably 17 points, 17 minutes gone. Four points to Shamrocks, three points. Points, James Stevens. Dear McCordy lost his helmet. Shane, I don't know who's having chats now to Colin Fenley. <laughs> Shane, a little bit smaller than Fenley, but certainly, again, typical Shamrocks, not hurling as fluidly as they like, but they're still in the lead, four points to three. Ballyhale or the village doing all the hurling, but not reflecting on the board, maybe. Not reflecting on the board, yeah. Probably have a bit, bit more in the possession, but just not reflecting on the board. Uh, Shamrocks, just being Shamrocks, being a bit clinical. Now, and, and this is a major bar. call because if you're interfered with the helmet, yeah. you're in a spot of bother. Someone is in a spot of bother. It's Joey Cuddy, he is coming. Joey is in having a word, Joey Cuddy. He's calling in. He's calling in Joey Cuddy. He, now I see a red card from here but there's no way that could happen but the umpires had a conversation Colin Fenley's having a word yeah. big call a big decision for Conor Everard 18 minutes gone James Stevens 3 Shamrocks 4 Dear McCordy has found a helmet yeah. Conor Everard has found a yellow card Joey Cuddy can consider himself lucky yellow card yeah, obviously, and we know none of us really seen Didn't that. See, obviously, there's an incident with the helmet. Um, a dangerous area to be to be playing yeah. around with, to be fair. But uh, yellow card for Cuddy. Yellow card for Cuddy. Gavin Costigan. He'll go along. Costigan down the top of Andy Parsons and Niall Brazel. Niall Brazel and Richie Reid. Richie Reid puts up the hard hand, but it drops out of it. Comes to back to Connor Brown. Brown on his right. Connor needs to put this over the bar. Brown switch and Brown drove it wide. And Dan Cody, the hurley carrier number four, puts his hand in the air, and that's t- uh, the villages fifth wide fifth wide and, and, a, and a bad wide, wide. that and was a bad, bad wide he had time puck out taken Joey Cuddy's going to wing far on the far side don't know who's chasing Evan Shefflin typical Evan Shefflin up for his usual one point possibly Evan Shefflin unusual Evan Shefflin gone wide marginally wide four five four Shamrocks wides five village wides as we're brought by our proud sponsors Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited well drilling services Piltown see Jerry Comerford Drilling dot IE in trolling opening 17 minutes tag yeah absolutely not between the teams it's, it's tit for tat four points to three uh, absolutely. It's, it's all about intensity the scores are coming uh, slowly but uh, they're hard to get no short of intensity no short of effort uh, Evan Shefflin has it he'll go along Keane Kenny cuts off the supply Keane Kenny he's hurling now at the centre back but he's not picking up TJ for the minute Keane Kenny being chased by Young Keneally down to the corner Dwyer is in front of Joey Tig Dwyer he'll try and take him on Dwyer on the 14 Dwyer comes inside him loses the ball Joey Holden does what Joey Holden does well Joey Holden back Tig Dwyer shouldn't have went for that Tig Dwyer went for it brilliant score 
Tyg the Wire as Gussie nearly fell over the flag on the far side great score by Tyg the Wire brilliant for the village really good score yeah and obviously they, that full forward have been told to take on that uh, full back line of Ballyhay because every time they get the ball they take him on first but he's set back and put it over the bar great score and an impossible score on the 14 yard line Tyg the Wire 4 points Adrian Mullen got the last score for the village Tyg the Wire 4 points apiece 20 minutes gone in this eagerly anticipated final Spencer Spencer's on a lot of ball in the middle of the field Brown to the village are winning the midfield battle today Brown goes long on top of Joey and, and Brazo ball is inside to Gilfoyle Gilfoyle has a chance Gilfoyle's on the 14 Gilfoyle goes low goal for the village Gilfoyle they left him off during the year but he's causing trouble inside the ball broke Brazo shouldn't have been there Adrian Mullen slipped goal for the village goal for the village out of long ball just broke onto Owen Gilfoyle big brilliantly shot in the grip in the hurl and put it to the ground a brilliant goal by Owen Gilfoyle and that's 1-2 from that full forward line that, that we said earlier on that was the danger zone we mentioned that full forward line we said it during the week if they got enough ball they could cause trouble they've got enough ball they are causing trouble Shane Donoghue comes out miss hits the ball Joe Brian Butler is fouling Scanny or is he ball breaks to Richie Reid Richie needs to use his experience he does 1-4 to James Stevens. 4 minute 4 points to the Shamrocks 21 minutes gone TJ into Fenley Fenley's in front of Cody on the D Fenley goes inside turns to his left Fenley does very well Fenley puts it over the bar Shamrocks typical Shamrocks great reply great response from Colin Fenley and that's the first one he's after winning off Dermot Cody and he just um, slightly to the right and then put it over the bar on his left a great ball by TJ and that's TJ and that's Colin Fenley they're the man making this uh, Ballyhale team tick today so far AJ Mullen has gone in full forward now I see into the corner with Colin Fenley and he's been followed by Niall Mullins he's followed him in Adrian Mullen in the full forward line with Colin Fenley it's 1-4 to the James Stevens. 5 points to the Shamrocks Niall Brazel has it on the far side Willie, Willie Spender Matthew Root comes inside miss hits the ball Gilfoyle is inside with Adrian Mullen Mullins in front Mullen has it bounces and loses it to Scanny he wins it back that full forward line causing bother Gilfoyle has it on the 21 Gilfoyle on the end line Gilfoyle looking for ball gives a neat ball across dangerous ball Dean Mason has it gives it to Paddy Mullen at Jamrocks Paddy goes long again down on top of Adrian Mullen Adrian Mullen's in front of Niall Mullins Adrian Mullen on the 41 yard Mullen loses his hurl and Adrian Mullen a free in says the referee Adrian Mullen has a free 22 minutes on the clock James Stevens 1-4 the Shamrocks 5 points Conor Everard says it's a free TJ Reid will slot it over 22 minutes gone all over the field Taggy the battles are intriguing everybody as we said there's no start sight of anyone going second to every ball there's no sign of anyone I suppose playing second fiddle because everybody's playing with intensity aren't they everyone's playing with intensity yeah even when they're in second second for the ball they're coming up and they're getting the tackle in they're getting the hook in they're, they're being a nuisance around the field and, and everyone is doing it Taggy Shamrocks normally in the middle of the field normally yeah. dictate maybe just maybe these opening 20 minutes is the likes of Spencer and Brown doing well they are quick free taken by TJ to own Cody they're going for a goal Adrian Mullen goes for a goal brilliantly stayed by Costigan TJ Reid Shamrocks showing that boldness and arrogance yeah. <laughs> they should have went for the point you'd imagine went for the goal but anyway it's gone out for 65 yeah. TJ will probably it'll be a fight anyway you'd imagine yeah. but uh, like, that'll just tell you that the bally hell they're just always thinking on their feet you know but you go back to your point I think Willie Spencer and Conor Brown are doing very well in midfield and I think the village are winning possibly more of the breaks breaking ball 1-4 as we said to the James Stevens men they'll be happy in around the St. Patrick's Parish at this stage and we said they're happy in Saudi Arabia as the Morrissey sisters are tuned in and TJ Reid 66 yards out hitting into the town end he bends he lifts 
he strikes and typical TJ puts it over the bar to make it a one point game here in the UPMC Nolan Park 1-4 James Stevens, 6 points to the Shamrocks low scoring game for sure but full of intensity full of drive and certainly no place for anyone to become in second short puck out by Costigan he just hits it to Luke Murphy Luke will go along off his left down the far side of the Paddy Gray stand Shefflin puts up the hurl he bats it down breaks to Shefflin again he drives out Shefflin brings it inside him doing well but Matthew Root has it Root being fouled by TJ Root being swallowed off out to Brazo Brazo on the sideline Niall Brazo he'll come in the inside Niall Brazo has got a great score already clipped another one wide and again the James Stevens men certainly are having the possession yeah. but not reflecting enough on the scoreboard they're, they're winning the breaks and uh, that was uh, uh, the wrong option there by Brazo there because that full forward line just, just getting into them that's where the danger is and that's their sixth wide now for the village 24 minutes 1-4 James Stevens. 6 points to Shamrocks 1 point game ball breaks to Luke Murphy Adrian Mullen could get there first Mullen does Fenley has it in his hand Fenley tries to come inside Fenley trying to bat it but he needs the ball he lost the ball Cody has it Cody comes out with it Cody did brilliantly as the Shamrock supporters typical down on the back end of the side end behind the goal and let off again Shamrocks and Fenley had a great chance there great chance I don't know whether Fenley popped out of his hand or was it Niall Mullen got, got a flick on it but popped out of his hand great chance uh, for Ballyhale and he turned if he had to keep that ball in his hands was definitely a goal opportunity but Jim McCordy winning the free out and you know one four six points the village really really putting it up to him Taggy have Shamrock's got two goal chances the village have two goal chances yeah and neither of all four none of them taken other than the one young Gilfile got but certainly there's goal chances Cody came out with that ball Colin Fenley will be disappointed Costigan goes long down on top of Matthew Root Root and Evan Shefflin Shefflin puts up the hand doesn't come down with the ball Derek Harkins there he'll hit a right hand up along the far side of the Paddy Gray stand on oh, Keneally and Luke Murphy Keneally Murphy ticks it but comes to Mullen Mullen's gone inside comes to TJ TJ's under 20 TJ needs help two Shamrocks men Keen Kenny tries to flick him another one tries to jump at him TJ comes it over the bar brilliant TJ Reid that's a 22 year old TJ Reid went past about five brilliant brilliant score <laughs> absolutely I don't know who was jumping on him Randy, but they were trying to take him down but a brilliant score solid in from the 45 yard line all the way in front of the goal and slotted over the bar TJ wow. is in great form so two lads thought they were playing piggybacks but they missed him that's for sure TJ just bounced off him a draw game seven points to Shamrocks one four to the village TJ starting to have an influence on the game Owen Cody he'll trap this over the bar surely Owen Cody puts it over the bar and Owen Cody and, and James Stevens or Shamrocks puts it over the bar typical Shamrocks the minute the goal gives them they, they tend to wake up do they? yeah they, they kind of wake up and as you said already Adrian Mullen on the scoreboard TJ and Owen Cody the half forward line obviously it's an inter-county half forward line but they just came into the game all of a sudden and now they're a pint up 148 points Shamrocks as I said reacting since that goal on the 20th minute it's been all Shamrocks the last six minutes they've got the last four points Shamrocks now or James Stevens now struggling a, a little bit in the last few minutes the ball the man slips the man that slipped is the village right half back Adrian Mullen comes out to the 45 he'll give it back to Dara Corker Joey Cuddy is in on his own if he spotted him Joey Cuddy he gives the ball into Joey Cuddy he was on his own but that ball might go a bit long no it comes he is on the end line Joey Cuddy Joe Cuddy looking for support no Shamrocks man coming other than young own Keneally Keneally slips inside he's brilliantly hooked by Shane Donahue. Donahue does very well. Donahue's going to be hooked by Fenley. Fenley comes out to Paddy Mullen. Paddy bounces off at two Shamrocks men. Paddy loses it. Comes back to Connor Brown. 
Connor Brown looking for help he loses it the ball is still there with TJ on the edge of the D Keane Kenny three or four Shamrocks men three or four village men uh, what do we call again comes back to TJ TJ certainly having a major influence he looked for help gives a great ball back to his brother Richie Jerry to Milo TJ to Richie off his right brilliant score and TJ Reid is definitely getting more into this game as the, as it goes on no right to give that ball and he found his brother brilliant score no right absolutely no right brilliant score by TJ and all the play by, was, Richie. By, by Richie but all the play was sucked over to our side of the field and he just had the vision to, to strike it across for his brother and slot it over the bar the last five points to Richie Reid or TJ Reid has had a huge influence on him. he's either been the provider the scorer but he's got more into the game and that's what the village I suppose the Shamrocks wanted TJ maybe had a quite last month or so but certainly when the chips are down he's now starting to influence this game TJ as we said going for his 10th 10th uh, title yeah unbelievable 11th or his 11th it's 11th today 11th, if he wins 11th if he wins Richie Reid Richie the Reid brother starting to come good now he goes long down on top of Owen Keneally Owen Keneally and Luke Murphy Owen Keneally bounces off his head T- Keane Kenny's there Keane Kenny loses it Murphy has it for the village Murphy and Keane young Keneally Keneally tries to win it back Keneally causes a bit of bother Keneally breaks it back to Niall Brennan Owen Cody has it Owen Cody has it he'll give it to uh, Fenley Fenley goes away from Fenley the pass went away from him half chance miss comes back to Adrian Mullen he slips inside Cody goes to shoulder Cody missed him with a shoulder Adrian Mullen has gone down looks like a head injury as Co- Cody came at speed yeah he came at full belt down I'd say he clipped Adrian in the, in the chin or the face I'd say just just with the shoulder and he, he dropped the hurl afterwards because he's disgusted well we did mention that own Brian Donica Cody would have a bear and Fenley that that tussle is going down well all afternoon there's plenty of little incidents going down there is it's a shoulder Adrian Mullen went down rather quickly he should be alright Conor Everard didn't produce a card yet did he? no not yet no and I don't know whether he is or not but Mullen is still down anyway Mullen is still down um, and the medics are there John Kern is there 29 minutes on the clock James Stevens won 4 that's 7 points the Shamrocks 9 points low scoring but the Shamrocks have, have woken up shall we say since that goal from Owen Gilfoyle on the 20th minute it's been all Ballyhale for the last nine minutes three minutes additional time there just been uh, all broadcasted as well but uh, the intensity Ronnie for the whole 30 minutes uh, has been immense by both teams low scoring game but you, you can't even rest on your laurels out there you can't rest at all because the game is full of incident full of intensity full of bravery and full of decent quality hurling James Stevens, as we said the pretenders certainly have asked questions of the Ballyhale Shamrocks men but they have reacted brilliantly and certainly in the last 10 minutes they have come good with five on points from the likes of TJ Reid to Owen Cody Richie Reid and Adrian Mullen and those scores have brought them back into the game this will be their 10 point this will make it a 3 point game the Shamrocks as we said James Stevens doing very well but the last 10 minutes Taggy they've started wilted a little bit yeah just a small bit there yeah the Ballyhale have been uh, on top for since that goal Ronnie is, is there dead right for the last 10 minutes just been slotting over points and just getting a little bit of an extra lead now they're 3 points up there are three points up Gavin Costin goes long long down the top of Derek Corkin and Andy Parsons Corkin will break the ball breaks to, to Ty O'Donoghue Ty Dunn or Ty Dwyer Ty Dwyer gives it back to Keen Kenny 70 yards out gives it to oh poor ball by Keen Kenny ball into TJ and Luke Murphy that matchup isn't right TJ has drifted in Luke Murphy and TJ TJ does well but Owen Cody does better Owen Cody off the sideline Owen Cody over the bar and brilliant brilliant score by Owen Cody and then 
as Eddie Hughes says they're coming good <laughs> they're coming good yeah brilliant score by Owen Cody again uh, and that was the battle ball down to TJ just broke and Owen Cody latched onto and over the bar but that's the four points and Ballyhale are beginning to put a bit of a distance between them but is it because the half back line are starting Corcoran and Richie yeah. Reid now are starting and Evan Shefflin they were, might be sluggish in the opening 20 minutes but they've come good the last 10 and now in the middle of the field it's Shamrocks all, Shamrocks are winning all the breaks They're now They're winning all the breaks Ball goes long Fenley and Dermot Cody Fenley will break it down He won't Dermot Cody goes down No hurl Cody drives out Cody gives a quick hand pass Puts him under pressure TJ has it again TJ's growing influence on the game TJ turns into his right TJ puts an unusually wide Wide ball for TJ 11 points Shamrocks 1-4 James Stevens. 31 minutes on the clock As we are brought by our proud sponsors Cherry Comerford Drilling Limited Well Drilling Services Piltown Jerry Comer for drilling. Ie game is full of life. Taggy yeah. not letting us down. Certainly a quality county final. Ah, uh, good quality county final. The half back line now of Bally Hale are getting on top. Tig the wire. Tig the wire is fouled by Evan Shefflin as Richie Reid comes in with a tackle and Tig the wire met. Oh. He gives a little another. <laughs> he hit the ball. He hit the ball into the back of the. Hit, yeah, there's a little bit of niggle out of the two. A little bit of niggle. One four. James Stevens. Eleven points as the county board get ready here. As we said, the 1972 Kilkenny team. Kilkenny are kings in 1972. That great Kilkenny team. 3-24 to 5-11 to beat Cork. They're being defeated by the Kilkenny Bound County Board at half time. The likes of the great Ned Byrne, Mick Crotty, Pat Dillon, Pat Henderson, Eddie Kerr, Frank Cummins, Kieran. Person, Jim Tracy, Liam O'Brien, Noel Skeen, Pat Delaney, John Kinsler, and of course the great Van Larkin, fan of Village Man. He'd want to see Brazil put this over the bar. He puts it over the bar. Long time since the village got a score. That's 1 5, James Stevens. Niall Brazil put that over the bar. 11 points, a three point game as Connor Everard blows the half time whistle here in Nolan Park, as we said, in an enthralling end to end game of hurling in the St. Canis's Credit Union senior final taggy but it has to be said James Stevens in those opening 20 minutes when they had more of the play didn't reflect it on the scoreboard that's maybe where they'll ask themselves the hard questions yeah no you're dead right as we expected uh, James Stevens tore into the, the, the Shamrocks and really put the Shamrocks on the back foot uh, but as you said had chances uh, they have six wide definitely there was definitely four of them scorable chances and they need to be putting them on the board and the thing now I think for the second half is that intensity that fight that desire that concentration even to, to, to match-ups you know, Dear McCordy on, on Fenley not to let him out of his sight uh, Niall Mullins on, on Adrian Mullins not to let him out that concentration for a full 60 minutes that's what it will take for the village to come back into this and, and take uh, Ballyhead down if that's going to happen but Ballyhead last 10 minutes after getting on top since that final goal they kind of woke up and they have to put three between the teams and Taggy when we talk about those goal chances we talk about the likes the village certainly had two and Shamrocks had two chances but TJ's influence in the last 15 minutes has been massive oh, 100% yeah. TJ has really going into the game he's having a fantastic first 30 minutes uh, and he's, uh, like, he, he's on fire uh, he's dictating it he's setting up scores as well as scoring it uh, so he, he's playing phenomenal and I think for James Stevens the full forward line has been out of the game with Smallman they need that ball in there they need that hard forward line there as Killian Fielding has been featured Killian the long puck all-earning winner Killian or Farmer as he's known in Clara Farmer won the long 
long puck he's being fated by the Kilkenny County Board as the 1972 team are being fated we'll go back to the studio or wherever you're all hanging out Shane and Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling wherever you're hanging out in this enthralling UPMC St. Canis's Credit Union Senior Hurling Final it's the Shamrocks 11 points James Stevens 1-5 thanks very much uh, Ronnie and Taggy just a few shout outs there we have people listening from Halifax in Yorkshire Ballykeith native Juki O'Neill listening from over there come on the Shamrocks our own Davy Cashin as well from the Kilkenny's he's enjoying the coverage from a sunny Munich from Davy and all the boys in the Kilkenny's on tour in Germany 0833069696 dinnersready.ie contact line if you want to get in touch can Village get their intensity back TJ Reid is he going to keep playing the way he's playing rolling back those years all those questions will be answered in the second half we're going to take a quick ad break when we come back we'll be going to our outside broadcast unit at UPMC Nolan Park with the rest of the lads stick around here on Scoreline KCLR Live Sport The St. Canis's Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Final Ballyhale Shamrocks versus James Stevens. But thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited Well Drilling Services Piltain JerryComerfordDrilling.ie We're going to head back into our outside broadcast unit where Eddie, Eddie Ella and Robbie are there for KCLR Lads, how are you doing? Thanks a million, Steve. Back in studio. Great job, as always. I am with Eddie. The two Eddies, Eddie Scally and Eddie Doyle, it is. Ballyhale, Shermox, 11. James Stevens 1-5 at the interval. Uh, lads, what do you make of it so far? I said there after the goal that Owen Gilfoyle got for the village. Ballyhale got seven points in a row before Niall Brazzles last free there. Is that ominous sign of things to come? Uh, it is. Uh, they needed that score badly, that free at the end with Niall Brazzles. They needed to kind of stem the tide. I think it was seven or eight points to no score after the goal. So... Look, it is. I think it is an ominous sign. I think um, you know, Ballyhill Shamrocks are starting to find a bit of gear now, and they're starting to kick on a small bit. The the only thing I would say is there's a strong enough breeze out there, um, and you know I wouldn't be writing off James Stevens just yet. You know, the, there is a strong wind there that might play into their hands, but this could have been so much worse. You, you know, Eddie, we were looking at that there. That Shane Donoghue made two absolutely unbelievable flicks to stop certain goals for Ballyhill. He did, yeah, and it was kind of last, last, last kind of did stuff as well. But Luke Murphy as well, the other cornerback, is playing really well as well. Like they're very busy in the full back line, and of course, Dear McCody is doing really well. You know, they started off that physical battle himself and Colin Fenley, and to be fair, he's he's probably on top of that, and he's the one that's actually winning the freeze coming out with the ball. But like that, they are kind of struggling to get the ball out of defence at times. But definitely, the full back line of um, James Stevens, look at it, they're, they're they're probably well on top of this stage. But like you said. They got the goal and Ballyhill went up the field then they got six, seven scores unanswered and that's what they're capable of every day to go out like, you know. But we're half time now there's there's eight, there's three points in at a puck of a ball and I think James Stevens, to be fair to them, not putting you know I'm not doing nothing by it, but if they were in a puck of a ball at, at Ballyhill at half time, I think they'd be happy with that. And at, at at the outset they probably wanted that, like, you know, to be there. Something I posed to you before the game was that the village will come out with a lot of intensity, but whether or not um, they could maintain that for the whole game was questionable. Do you think we've seen that in the last 10 minutes there particularly? They were well in the game, leading after that Gilfoyle goal by three points, of course, but since then they seem to have run out with steam and it seems like the Shamrocks are taking complete control, like a lot of people, including yourselves, I would have thought, um, would have thought how would this game would go. Yeah, look, they have taken a bit of a stranglehold on the game. Owen Cody's allowed himself to come into it big time from the half forward and he's bombing forward there and he's, after getting a couple of good scores, Adrian Mullen as well. I think all of the half forward have contributed for Ballyhale. But the biggest thing that's happening here in this game, and I think it was the most notable thing, is the fact that James Stevens have pushed right up on Ballyhale. James Stevens are happy to have three men in the backs and everyone else up in the forwards and working. And I thought that was what was going to have to be done to Ballyhale today. Richie Reid isn't getting the space and time he's been getting all during this championship. No, he's definitely not getting the time. Um, and I suppose he had, like, um, 
Niall Brazel is dropping a bit deep off him at times to collect ball and he's pushing up trying to mark, mark him so he is busy he's busy defending more so than coming on the attack but you're dead right uh, James Stevens have pushed right up and in fairness to um to he and Kenny like he's on TJ Reid I, I think TJ Reid is on a nation of ball there and I think it's gone to the stage now where, where James Stevens do they make a decision do they tell Keen Kenny to push up and man mark him and stick with him or do they let Keen Kenny do what maybe he's more naturally able to do and spack and kind of sweep around and things like that but at the minute I think I think like you said the half forward line for Ballyhale as well on top you know looking down at notes here one, two, three, four, five, six. they have seven different scorers in the first half you know uh, Apart from Owen Keneally, all the forwards have scored. Ronan Corker scored in midfield, and Richie Reid, the quite Richie Reid, he's got one point. But they're, they're playing really well. Um, but that's, that, I think for, for me, that's what they have to do. TJ Reid, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to push up and mark him? Are they going to let Owen Kenny sit back? Or yeah, Kenny? Of course, that goal from Owen Gunfile in the first half for the village seemed like it was going to be a huge turn in tight, but then Shamrocks went on a scoring spree seven points in a row, as we said. Let's listen back to that goal right now. The village are winning the midfield battle today. Brown goes long on top of Joey and, and Brazo. Ball is inside to Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle has a chance. Gilfoyle's on the 14. Gilfoyle goes low. Goal for the village. Gilfoyle. They left him off during the year, but he's causing trouble inside. The ball broke. Brazo shouldn't have been there. Deidre Mullen slipped. Goal for the village. Goal for the village. Out of not long ball. Just broke onto Ogilfoyle. Did brilliantly. Shorten the grip in the hurl and put it to the ground. A brilliant goal by Ogilfoyle. And that's 1-2 from that full forward line. I should say also it is all Lachlan 2-7, Kalukin 2-6 with about five minutes to go in the ladies' Leinster football championship. Lads, we just listened back to the Guilfoyle goal there. Did the village have to hit the back of the net early in the second half? I don't think they have to hit the back of the net early in the second half. I think they have to make sure the Bally Hale don't. I think that's more important. There's only three points in this game. The weather is going to change drastically now in the second half. It'll become more of an attritional battle. I personally think that's going to suit James Stevens more. I think they have the wind. What they need to do is be patient. They're still right in this game. Keep themselves ticking over. In the first half, and I know you were sitting beside me there, Robbie, I was going bananas because they kept going for goals. If they'd have been ticking over them points, they'd be winning here by two or three points at halftime. Instead, they went for goals too quick and it was like they were panicked Eddie I, I, I don't know I think keep that scoreboard ticking over is what they need to do yeah well if you look at you know back, back to the Brian Cody factor again what have any teams done over the years yeah. they went for goals yeah. early in games try to finish teams off or try to get a good start or whatever I think that's what James Stevens I think that's the influence that he's had on him as well you know we can talk about the, the great start the first seven or eight minutes were epic I thought they were just really really good um, good good contest it died down a little bit then again but that's the Cody tactics that's it you know effort honesty and go for goals um, but again Dude, I think personally, I think James Stevens need a goal. I'd like to see them getting a goal as a neutral here and make it more competitive. But again, what do you do? Do you wake the beast when you score a goal early? Do you wake Ballyhale up? We've seen it time and time again. James Stevens got the goal in the first half. They went on a score of uh, six, seven points on answer Ballyhale. You know, is is that is that what you do, or do you stay in the game as long as you can and try to get a goal at the end? I know you can't pick and choose, but I I, I think the. You know, you have the, you run the risk of, of waking the beast if you score early, I think, against Valley Hill. Well, we're going to find out if the beast will be awoken in the second half because we're going to hand back to our fabulous commentary team of Adrian Ronan and Aidan Taggy Forty. Back to you, lads. Lovely. Thanks very much, Robbie. Thanks very much, Eddie. And thanks very much, lads, for all your half-time analysis and your dead right TJ Reid's influence and what do Ke- the village do with Key Kenny no changes on either team it seems both teams coming back on uh, without any changes but of course the rain now has come back we were very fortunate in the opening first half we had a, a, a shower tagging in the opening five minutes we're waiting on the umpires to move up I know one of these umpires Adrian Butler actually we have no referee back on the field both players back on the field they're obviously having a, a, a cup, cup of tea, a cup of tea yeah. and knowing some of them more than a cup of tea may 
maybe but they're going to take their time Gerrard is a little bit slower than Adrian they're taking their time moving up both sets of players on the field as we said both players ready to get back into action both very very no changes as far as I can see Ronnie there the positional Adrian Mullen has gone in corner forward in on top of Shane O'Donoghue and Niall Mullins has stayed out wing he hasn't followed him in so he's on He's on Cullihan Adrian Mullen as we said he's back in on the full forward line Conor Arbor the referee of course the team the G cameras Conor taking his time coming out both of his umpires taking their time going up the field Jerry and Adrian they need to get a bit faster it'll be another five minutes again there up to, to match the match it'll really be over if they don't hurry on it'll be gone there one five James Stevens. um 11 points to Shamrocks the boys were saying at half time the influence of course of TJ what do the village do Taggy yeah massive look obviously it's just Manmar I think to sacrifice their game and Manmar TJ and keep it out of his hand because when he's in the game he makes the whole thing tick and he's in the game the bad referee puts in the ball the ball, the ball goes long Owen oh, Cody could be in front of Niall Delaney Cody comes back Keen Kenny has it 45 yards he's been hunted down by uh, Colin Fenley Colin gives it out or Reid gives it out comes out to Brown Brown is going to be met with a shoulder Brown does very well on the far side Brown coming in in the middle of the field he's looking to give a ball Scanny's in front of Brian Butler this will break between the two Scanny breaks the ball off his hand Joey could he Joey gives it back to the uh, to Darren Mullen too casual but the ball breaks another half chance Scanny has it Scanny mishits it Dara Corkin the Shamrock's men very cool ball is clear Matthew Root is out in front Shefflin follows him Shefflin has him out towards the sideline Shef- Root gives a great ball to Scanny Scanny being hunted down Scanny comes back to Shefflin Shefflin has it Evan Shefflin of Ballyhale gives it to Paddy Mullen he He's gone deeper, gives a low ball, low ball to Connor Brown. Connor Brown out in front. Andy Parsons has it, 45 yards from the goal. As the, the rain comes down, Andy Parsons goes high, goes very high. Andy Parsons, Andy Parsons goes very high. Andy Parsons puts it over the bar. Great score, Andy Parsons. And the village needed that one. Yeah, really good score and a great start to the second half from the village. I'd say there was a, a few words said at half time. Brian Cody trying to G him on it, say, and this is a, a typical Brian Cody type of a, of a, a village team as well. You know, a heart determination, uh, as he said already. The half time um, uh, brilliant fight in them brilliant fight in them Darren Corcoran comes up the far side Darren Corcoran gives a great ball to Paddy Mullen Paddy's on the far side Paddy on the sideline 21 metres out off his left shouldn't have a right to go for this but he does brilliant score by Paddy no it's gone wide gone wide the umpire said it's gone wide another let off James Stevens, as we said uh, they had in the first half five, five wides Bally Hale with five that's six wides Bally Hale five wides or, uh, six, six for Village I have and for seven village. for Shamrocks six seven Taggy will go with you long puck out Ronan Corker Brian Butler has it on his shoulder he got a great goal as we know a few years ago Owen Cody 70 yards out Owen Cody goes long looks like this will hang in the wind hang in the wind and goes wide and Owen Cody will be disappointed but the rain is starting to come down it's starting to get heavy the rain that they've advised us is down here now Taggy and that'll make it in for a messy next 30 minutes it'll be a messy next 30 minutes it'll be slipping yeah there'll be missed touches there'll be schmozzles it'll come into a dogfight it'll come into a dogfight and maybe mistakes and Richie Reid has it he's broken the ball he's having a major influence on the game as is his brother uh, TJ in the last 20 minutes ball breaks to Mullen Mullen loses the ball comes to Niall Delaney he gives it to uh, Keen Kenny Keen goes long Keen Kenny Dwyer is out in front of Darren Mullen Dwyer Tyg Dwyer the village man he was pushed or was he he wasn't pushed says the referee Tyg Dwyer goes out over the sideline Richie Dowling said it's a line ball looks like it's a line ball for the for the Shamrocks uh, men on the far side 1-6 Finish the half in section F. Make your children. Thank you. Once, <laughs> as the commentator says, someone's kids are missing. 
a right little laugh at a, out of the supporters here and the Darren Mullen takes the line ball breaks to Joey Cuddy that comes down to the villageman Owen Cody's on the end of it now it comes to the Darren Mullen Darren Mullen or Adrian Mullen is there comes down to the Owen Cody on the 45 Owen Cody 50 yards out from the village goal nobody seems to want to get the ball other than Paddy Mullen oh wild pull wild trouble pull. wild pull by Paddy Mullen and a bit of hassle on the far side as the selectors are involved on yeah. the far side bit of pulling and pushing we didn't see it all but there's certainly selectors involved in the far side and one of them is a village selector one of them is a, a shamrock selector no name names but Paddy Mullen pulled wildly there was a wild pull wild and pull. there was a lot there was a schmozzle forming anyway so there was definitely 10 players in around the schmozzle right beside the line as well Paddy Mullen has been the one that we saw Richie Dowlin's having a word with Conor Everard Richie Dowlin will have a major say on this but the village selectors and maybe some of the Shamrock selectors have got involved there but that was certainly a wild pull 33 minutes on the clock Jane Stevens 1-6 Valley Hale Shamrock's 11 point a big talking point at this early stage in the second half as the referee has a word with Paddy Mullen what will the card be it's a red card a big call by the referee now but not sure what he could have done we didn't see enough of it but Shamrocks are down to 14 men three minutes into the second half and the Shamrocks have to rethink their strategy as Paddy Mullen goes to the line and they're certainly the selectors not happy on the far side the Shamrocks men big big call now for the Shamrocks massive call down now to 14 men the village 14. 15 men around on the far side and Paddy Mullen gets involved with Peter Berry it seems that maybe the, the Shamrock selectors and the certainly the village selectors got involved yep. something happened on the far side but Paddy Mullen is not happy he's gone to the line the village men not now Shamrock's not happy free for the village and Jep Niall Brazel puts that ball with the free drives it wide a big let off for the Shamrocks and the crowd on the far side now 35 minutes 1-6 James Stevens. Shamrocks 11 points they're down to 14 men 14 tight. men village on top tails up you know they're kind of fist pumping the village can see a bit of belief in them uh, what will Ballyhale do will they shove um, out a, a forward out to, out to midfield to cover up uh, it's all to play for it's all to play for Shamrocks down to 14 men the village with 15 15 versus 14 the men in the green and red have the extra man Connor Brown has the ball in the middle of the field he'll go along down the top of Brian Butler and Scanny Brian Butler breaks it Scanny the smaller man lost it and it's a free out for the uh, village or for the Shamrocks men free out Joey Holden Dean Mason the strategy now who's going to be the spare man it looks like Keane Kenny's going to be the spare man yeah. as Luke Murphy has taken up the mantle of picking up TJ Reid Dean Mason on the edge of the D 35 minutes on the clock Shamrocks 11 points James Stevens 1-6 a 2 point game big ass now of the Shamrocks Taggy but you're no better team can ask or answer a question like that Mullen goes up Mullen doesn't come down with it Fenley has it on the 40 yard or 30 20 yard line gives it out to Owen Cody miss hit as Brass Spencer has it Spencer Spencer does very well Spencer doing very well all day Taggy all day had a great game yeah and there's heavy hits going in but I was, I was informed that the, the pull uh, Ronnie was just uh, two foot above the ball around knee height and that's why he was sent off two foot above the ball or our eye in the sky we won't mention her name but we got the word uh, eye in the sky but she's a freshwood fair woman two foot off the air we didn't couldn't see how high it was but certainly Paddy Mullen he's gone up to the stand Richie Reid has a line ball it'll go to the spare man not the spare man Reed, to Brown has it in the middle of the field Brown Niall Delaney has it on the far side now Delaney tries to drive out Owen Cody went down Bargain. and now all of a sudden the referee has a, an afternoon of maybe some guys fainting 
and maybe going down I thought Niall Delaney didn't do anything terribly wrong there free in for the Shamrocks yes it's a free in as Seamus the wire comes in he's now discussing the tactics with his Shamrocks men he's trying to decide who's going to be the spare men Brian Dermot Cody's talking to his full back line or his centre back Taggy in a situation like this it normally is your centre back uh, it's just, as it's, your spare it's your centre back and especially if your centre back is Keane Kenny well able to read the play great striker of the ball good vision uh, you know Hurtford and Kenny your centre back would be your spare man and that's what I do 37 minutes at the clock TJ has a free on the far side this will might be his first score and the Shamrocks first score of the afternoon it looks like the umpire is happy he's gone over the bar TJ puts it over the bar Shamrocks first score after half time 12 points to the Shamrocks 1-6 to James Stevens. 3 point game and the Shamrocks will be said three points up man down long puck out taken down the top of Brazo they're going straight for the juggler ball breaks to tie the wire nobody goes to claim it just yet young Gilfoyle has it Gilfoyle has it inside comes it to tie the wire he misses the catch but he has it again he's on the 14 he's on the edge of the square looking for a free in no free Richie Reid has it he'll swarm it up he'll tidy it up Richie cool as a breeze gives it to Cody Owen Cody Owen Cody coming down with Brazo Owen Cody they know each other well they're a similar age Owen Cody coming down the wing Cody doing very well the young hurler of the year the last two years he gives it to the other young hurler of the year of the last few years Tyg who does very well it's not Tyg that's his father Shane is the son done very well to Do- take it off of the rich doing run. very well and I'd say Ballyhale half hour line are going to have to drop deep and they are being told to drop deep oh can he's coming into the middle um, Spencer done well Tyg Dwyer or Tyg who does very well breaks the ball to Shane Dunahoo Shane Dunahoo Shane Dunahoo's there and the ball breaks down between two or three Shamrocks men two or three Vizzies men nobody trying to claim it there's a scrum as we call it Conor Everard said it's a hot ball 12 points to Shamrocks 1-6 to James Stevens. going to be a huge ask of the Shamrocks because as we know they're down as we said to 14 men the village now since they have a chance Taggy a chance if there's ever a chance for the village this is it they have a great chance yeah this is it like they're only 3 points in it and there's and the man down so a man down but you wouldn't think that with the bear that Richie Reid sprayed down the top of Joey Cuddy Joey's on the sideline on the far side of Ardon the Branock Joey goes and Joey puts it over the bear Joey doesn't go for points in front of the goal that's his second point from the sideline brilliant score brilliant score but the village should have been better than that Richie Reid was a free man and he shouldn't be a free man because the village have the extra man but he sprayed the ball down to Cuddy and on the sideline just like the last one swung it on his left hand side and over the bar a great score great score as the crowd as we got it right 5,104 attended today's county final 5,000 Dave you weren't too far wrong you said 5,200 5,104 the ball breaks in the middle of the field to Luke Murphy Luke goes across field ball Luke Murphy to, to, to Connor Brown Connor Brown off his right Connor Brown it hit it high will it go over the bar Connor Brown puts it over the bar the village react 1-7 to James Stevens. 13 points a 3 point game great vision out of Ad Brazo here yeah brilliant vision yeah and as I said earlier on the half back or half hour line of Belly Hill I pushed right up the field so they're going to work it through the lines 40 minutes gone a three point game James Stevens the ball breaks down Richie Dowland said it's a line ball a line ball as the rain starts to come down here in UPMC Nolan Park we're brought by our proud sponsors Jerry Comer for Drilling Limited Drill Drilling Services Piltown see Jerry Comer for Drilling.ie rain starting to have an effect Haggy it's getting heavier as we speak and 
it'll have an impact on the last 20-25 minutes surely uh, absolutely yeah it'll be missed touches and you know even that, that the sending off that, that's when all the players were kind of smuzzled around and they couldn't pick up the ball because of the conditions conditions on the far side line ball for James Stevens. 40 minutes on the clock James Stevens 3 points down they're 1-7 the Shamrocks 13 points haven't got near a goal maybe had two half chances Niall Brazel has a line ball on the far side he fluffs it the village fluffed that ball Derek Harkin he drives out the big rangy uh, back man he comes to Colin Fenley Colin Fenley goes long not known for his point taking Colin Fenley he drives that wide a 7th wide 8th wide for the Shamrocks a let off and Colin Fenley needed that to go over but the rain is coming getting heavier as we speak it's getting heavy but in fairness to the Shamrocks since that sending off they've stood up they've, uh, they've taken on their men you know, they're, and they're playing cute as well they're not just driving it long ball comes a quick puck out goes to Niall Mullins he goes long down on top of Brazo Richie Reid reads it again he's coming into the game more and more what a centre back what a sweeper and he's certainly having a pivotal game here in Nolan Park the Bra Mullen or not Mullen it's Ken Fenley and Cody Fenley misses it but Cody misses it Cody tries to win it back Fenley holds him off he's doing a little bit of soccer Ballyhale or Southend as they're known in Ballyhale down low to Matthew Root and Darren Mullen he pushes it in the back stupid stupid free to give away Matthew Root was going nowhere and that's a free in for the village and that was a silly silly, silly free. free no need to give that away as you said yourself he was going nowhere he was at the, the 21 on the far side on, on the sideline uh, push into the back and, and a free in for Brazil would you be thinking it, we'll put it over the bar 1-7 to 13 this is just bringing it down to a two point game Joey Murray comes on to tell the, sham, the village men where to go they're at 6s and 7s here they, they, haven't, yeah. they haven't really sorted they haven't the spare man. that spare man yet no. and I can see him they're kind of talking to each other who's spare man who's picking who and, it's, and it can create confusion in the team it looks like he Kenny is the spare man it looks like it's a free in for James Stevens. they should bring it back to a two point game Darren Mullen goes down don't know why he went down he was the one fouled a difficult free on the sideline at the city end as we know it over near Ardon uh, De Grasse 10 yards in from the sideline 5 yards out maybe from the 21 a 26 metre free Niall Brazel needs to bring the village back into the game they've reacted considerably well considering maybe just with the wind and the rain and Brazo puts that over great free by Niall Brazel 1-8 James Stevens 13 points a two point game here in UPMC Nolan Park yeah two point game and uh, everything to play for and as I said if there's any time to, to take the Shamrocks uh, it's today and county final day with a man down county final um, a man down Shamrocks surely know they're under pressure the village know they have a half chance ball goes into Fenley and Cody Colin Fenley and Cody Cody did brilliant he gives it to TJ TJ going in across the line TJ to Owen Keneally Owen Keneally's hoop Owen Keneally Costing is on the line Keane Kenny has it another let off Conor Everard has his hand up it was swiped Swipe. for sure by Keane Kenny on TJ Reid but a huge let off as TJ looks to find his fingers I'd say he lost two fingers there possibly a dangerous swipe and Keane Kenny's lucky maybe a dangerous swipe and TJ just latched Colin Fenley made it and TJ just latched onto it but a dangerous swipe but the referee ever play, played the advantage and he hand passed it into Owen Keneally and a superb hook by Shane O'Donoghue he got the second chance and was saved by Gavin Koskin off the line but uh, a goal chance uh, for Ballyhale no doubt that's three goal chances for Ballyhale that's three goal chances they've missed Shamrocks or Ballyhale have had three chances but equally James Stevens had three chances they had one in the second half too they, but they, they were more clear cut to Shamrocks Shamrocks were more clear cut absolutely yeah 
more clear cut as TJ has a free 44 minutes on the clock 1-8 James Stevens, 13 points to the Shamrocks and TJ will go for his 6 point assembly TJ puts it over the bar picks up his fingers he has 5 on either hand but luckily for Keane Kenny that Conor Everard didn't put him in the book the Reigns teaming down here as there is a sub coming on for the Ballyhale men looks like Niall Shortle is going to make his entrance to his first county final they say in Kieran's college student the ball goes down on top of Niall Brazilin D- and Evan Shefflin Shefflin swipes after comes to Willie Spencer Spencer had a very good opening first 20 minutes he loses the ball to Ronan Corcoran Ronan Corcoran gives it to Adrian Mullen Adrian Mullen is back a long way Adrian Mullen gives it back to TJ the cuteness the pies down to Colin Fenley he's 38 brilliantly picked up by Colin Fenley Conley off his left brilliant score and Fenley puts it over the bar and if ever Derek Ling and his selectors are looking at a full forward that was a brilliant score out of Fenley a brilliant score like because they are the man down and they want to keep going on the ball but TJ just so cute didn't just hit it struck a lovely ball into Colin Fenley and what a pick up and wet conditions first touch into the hand and over the bar of Colin Fenley but they're running her from deep and they're not just spraying long balls to that sweeper that the village have 15 points to Shamrocks 1-8 to James Stevens. brilliant reaction out of the Shamrocks men they've got the last two scores as we said Fenley get the last one brilliantly caught by TJ TJ's influence is massive TJ gets the free TJ and Niall Lacey rolls rolls and TJ that's the father figure as we know and the leader he's seriously yeah. come good today yeah, ask men to stand up and I tell you TJ Reid is standing up today he jumped into that sky and I don't know how, he's still coming down out of it to be honest what a ball what a win and what a free in for, for, for Shamrocks credit where credit is due absolutely fantastic from TJ Reid absolutely fantastic as the rain comes down here in UPMC Nolan Park conditions getting dangerous for both teams but they're serving up a titanic tussle that's for sure it's end to end stuff 1-8 to Shame Stevens 15 points to Shamrocks TJ Reid how he's graced Nolan Park many a day he's coming good again just when Ballyhale need him most he's 80 yards out he goes long it'll pull a little bit it'll go right and wide gone wide TJ Reid unusually 15 points Shamrocks 1-8 James Stevens 4 point game as the village men need to get the next yeah. score Adrian Mullen has gone back as a swear they're not they're, they're not playing that sweeper Ronnie as far as I can see Owen Keneally makes way for Niall Shortle Niall Shortle as I said played in all these games this year he'll be picked up by Shane Donoghue Shamrocks have retreated Adrian Mullins gone back they're in the lead there's a four point game there's 15 minutes left the Shamrocks no one knows better how to play and run down the clock than the Shamrocks men they've been in this position many a time but the weather and the rain is really teeming down Mullin has it on the far side he's been chased by Matthew Root Mullin goes inside two or three men he does brilliant gives it to Owen Cody, the two young hurlers of the year to the older hurler of the year himself, TJ, down to Joey Cody, he loves scoring from the sideline, this is his second chance, he comes inside, and Niall Delaney, Joey Cody gives it back, they're but Shamrock's men are very composed he gives it back to TJ now TJ gives a dummy hand pass he'll give it out to Evan Shefflin Evan Shefflin normally scores one or two points in every game Evan Shefflin puts it over the bat and this better the Shamrock's have got scored a match uh, Ronnie and Ferris absolutely brilliant keeping possession composed on the ball not panicking putting it to the man in the right position and Evan Shefflin his usual one point putting it over the bar and as you said it they're actually getting better the rain is teeming down we said it's going to turn into a battle but Ballyhale are really turning on they're 
are true, like true champions. True champions with Taggy. You can't beat experience. And the experience of TJ, the know how to win games, the experience of, of Colin Fenley and that score from Evan Shefflin. They've got better since they've the Saturday Absolutely gone better. And as you said, involved in that score was Adrian Mullen, TJ Reid, Owen Cody, and then Evan Shefflin to finish it off. 16 points to 1 8, 5 point game. Owen Cody has it. Hurler of the year the last two years. Carkin has gone up the inside. Carkin has it. Carkin should put this over the bar. James Stevens are under pressure and the Shamrocks are bouncing. They're jumping with joy because they know they've reacted brilliantly. And what an outfit at this early stage. James Stevens are looking out to the sideline. They're not sure what to do. But Taggy, they're not sure what to do and they're not sure to do what, with the spare man because the spare man is Keane Kenny and he hasn't touched the ball since um, the Ballyhale man was sent off. And Ballyhale are really up their game and they're really going for this title really going for this title as as I said the James Stevens men certainly had the extra man but they haven't played to the potential they're under pressure they need to push up they're now five six points down 1-8 to James Stevens 17 points to the Shamrocks James Stevens haven't scored for a while Richie Reid the big men have come good at this time and Richie Reid and Karatek and TJ Reid have done that again and TJ will slow down Peter Barry comes on to make a change Connor Brown now might be going centre forward certainly taggy they're confused they're con- the village can't cope with the extra man and that happens seems Ronnie I've seen it over the years that you had the extra man you don't know what to do with him and I don't understand why they're going long Gavin Goskin is going long in the puck outs when they have the spare man back there the spare man should be running out to the sides looking for that short puck out to, to get possession and working down from deep because Valley Hale are just dropping 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 and running it from the back well one thing's for sure is TJ Reid isn't confused he goes down low into young Shartle the older man to the younger man Shartle gets his hand on it does brilliantly under 21 gives a neat ball back to Joey Cuddy Joey tries to should have maybe caught it Brazo Brazo has it he gives it to Niall Mullins gives it to Ross Whelan Ross Whelan with the white under armour gives it out to Joe to, to Tyg Dwyer Tyg Dwyer 45 yards out ran a lot of steps Tyg Dwyer runs out of options the village going backwards when it comes to Niall Brazel he has a chance to put it over the bar needs to go over the bar puts it over the bar great score Niall Brazel great reaction for the village they needed to do that Taggy needed to do that yeah they needed that score badly Ballyhale on top since they sending off for the last 10 minutes have been on top and the village hadn't scored for about 7 or 8 minutes needed that score badly and just as I talked there I think it's a number 26 is Joey it Cody, Cody, yeah. Joey Cody he's, he's getting a bit of attention there from the from the physios but Ballyhale since they sending off have really come into the game um, it's, not, it's really kind of composed um, champions kind of hurling you know yeah. they're, they're not panicking on the ball uh, hey, the village is struggling with the spare man is it a funny thing to say but since the sending off Shamrocks have woke up yeah no absolutely yeah, they've they, certainly reacted brilliantly every one of them have turned into leaders since that sending off they seem to be going through the motions in the first well, half that can happen to a team yeah. when, it can really get into a team when you're a man down you say right I have to step up here everyone has to step up we can't wait for TJ we can't wait for anyone we all have to do it as a team and that's what they're doing 1-9 is 12 points 17 points to the to the Shamrocks they're in the lead they're the ones in the driving seat they're the ones with 14 men but they're the ones have the leaders one of those leaders on the far side is TJ Reid and Adrian Mullen as we said the Shamrocks certainly know how to play as we said composed experienced hurling the, sh- the village more a probably less experienced and certainly seem confused since that sending off a bit confused yeah and they can still see him. who's the spare man Keane Kenny is spare man and next thing you know it's his Niall Brazel could end up Connor Brown they, they just don't know as a spare man Keane Kenny hasn't been on that ball hasn't so, so do they need to change the spare man do they need to have someone else doing it is Brown gone back have they pushed up Keane Kenny they need to do something yeah 
Line ball taken by Niall Delaney. That'll go to Adrian Mullen. He puts his hurl to it. He'll give it back to the brother in the red helmet. No, he doesn't. He goes left-handed down on top of TJ again. Call Joe, Joey Cuddy breaks the ball to Colin Fenley. Colin Fenley gives a great ball to young Shartle. He's out in front. That's the second possession for Shartle. Gives it to Owen Cody. There's two village men being chased. He's inside on his own. Joey Cuddy. This is game over. Joey Cuddy. And the Shamrocks have certainly reacted. But the, the introduction of young Shartle, he's been very clever and a goal for the Shamrocks 117 to 1-9 as would you believe some of the people have starting to leave the ground 52 minutes on the clock Taggy what a score what a goal what a reaction brilliant score brilliant reaction and the substitute Nice Shortle won that ball and, and, Co- and Cody and Ferrisome kind of mishit and he kind of dribbled into the back of the net but into the back of the net none the same 1-9 to 1-17 Shamrocks well on top well and on top is Joey Cody he put that ball in the back of the net has tied the wire put that ball wide Conor Everard sells the free in and what a reaction action out of the Shamrocks men after the third minute of the standing off the Shamrocks uh, selectors of, and management of Niall Lacey Pat Hoban and Jimmy Maher certainly a lot happier than they were three minutes into the second half the village look confused they have about five spare men they don't need to push up they don't know who's marking who and at this stage the confusion is all uh, the village men well, isn't it well, yeah, well that, that goal came from say a ball to the full forward line now the sweeper should have been back there Ke- whoever it is Keen Kenny whoever should have been there to call out that ball and he wasn't there so it either they don't know how to play it or they don't know who's playing it and Niall Brazel has that chance he drives it wide and there is sums up maybe the village's last 10 minutes they seem disillusioned confused yeah. out of ideas and I think their heads have dropped a small bit as well and the intensity has gone out of them and they're allowing Ballyhale now Ballyhale and Ferris they just put the squeeze on uh, in them 10 minutes they put the squeeze on it's a 7 at 1-9 to the James Stevens men 1-17 an 8 point game James Stevens, as you said had a chance certainly at half time had a better chance 3 minutes in the second half but the leaders from the Shamrocks Owen Cody swipes at it Owen Cody one of those leaders Keen Kenny he's pushed up the field Shefflin Evan Shefflin does very well he's been hooked or swallowed by four village men Ross Whelan Ross Whelan has the ball but it's a free in the middle of the field James Stevens have the free a lot of um dialogue going on between both sets of players as Peter Barry runs onto the field again a sub coming on for James Stevens David Hennessy Hennessy, yeah. Andy Parsons coming off. David Hennessy's gone on, and the village are making those changes. They need a goal. 50 more minutes on the clock. It's a seven minute game, and there's still maybe time for the village, but they need goals, and they need them sooner rather than later. Yeah, they'll be pushing up that spare man up into the full forward line now at this stage because, as you said, there's only six minutes to go, and they need, they'll need definitely need a goal if they're going to see this game. Niall Brazel in the middle of the field, 70 yards out. Niall Brazel missed the last one. Looks like he put that over. He's driving the charge, but they need to drive it a bit more. 54 minutes on the clock. It's a seven-point game. One ten, James Stevens. One seventeen, the Shamrocks. What a reaction out of those men wearing the white jerseys today. The confused James Stevens men were doing quite well when they had 15. But and since they and went that to was 14, it. The traditional 15 on 15, they're doing well. But then when the man was sent off, Bally Hale just put down the whole half forward line and, and just bottled it up at the back and the man has it now is Willie Spencer he's done very well Joey Cuddy he's a scored 1-2 Cuddy didn't play all year he's been injured since the beginning of the year he gives the ball to Dara Corkin Dara Corkin comes up for his second point Dara Corkin puts it over they make it look so easy and as the game goes on this team undoubtedly now going to create a history making five wins in a row and we didn't think that at half time and we certainly didn't think it three minutes into the second half absolutely not if anything we were saying this is the village's chance to do it but no we were proven wrong by a great team that put on the squeeze and really come into the game 
Joey could he yeah, that ball goes over the bar by James Stevens. the one the clock is ticking down the crowd are starting to leave 1-11 James Stevens. 1-18 to the Shamrocks 55 minutes on the clock as we are brought by our proud sponsors Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited well drilling services Piltown see Jerry Comerford dot I Jerry Comerford for drilling dot IE puck out goes down down to David Hennessy Hennessy bends he looks to give it to Keane Kenny the village men as I said struggling for ideas struggling to get on the ball the Shamrocks men they look like they have the spare man they give the half back line Dara Corkin it's stronger and better the Shamrocks are getting cross field ball down to Colin Fenley Fenley puts up the hurl young Shortle comes to it Fenley has it on the D Fenley's charging through Fenley puts it over the bar and it's now immaterial Taggy no matter what happens can't see the sh- village men coming back I, I can't see it that half back line Evan Sheffield Richard Reid and Dara Corkin has stormed into this second half and it's all coming from there the full forward line that we said threatened for James Stevens haven't even seen the ball here in the second half certainly there's a lot of warriors a lot of leaders in the second half Taggy certainly TJ brought the fight but it's a 14 men Shamrocks are bringing the fight Mullen on Cody Cody goes high Cody goes long Cody puts it over the bar the young hurler of the year as we said the Shamrocks men the crowd starts to disperse from Ardon de Branock the village can bring on who they like at this stage because it looks like the cup is going back the Tom Welsh cup is going back to the famed Ballyhale five in a row what an outfit what a team when they were most questioned Taggy they kept so good absolutely great teams when when the pressure is on and when they're really really underneath the cost that's when great teams come to the fore man down five minutes in the second half Ballyhale step up and leaders step up TJ Reid step up Adrian Mullen step up Owen Cody their half back line Shefflin, Reid and Corcoran Superb, that middle third, you talk about the famous third, middle third about winning matches, that's where it's been won today. Eden Butler comes on for uh, Scannon, 57 minutes on the clock, 1-11 James Stevens, 1-20 Shamrocks, a nine-point game, the Shamrocksman, Joey Holden puts the hurl up, brings down the breaking ball to himself, but other than Evan Shefflin, he stormed into it in the second half, this half-back line, as Taggy said, have got better and stronger, out to Ronan Corcoran, the captain, TJ can rest again, because just when they needed the most in the first half, he came great, David Hennessy the village has it David Hennessy's trying to carry the ball for the James Stevens man gives it to Keane Kenny he's pushed up Keane Kenny looks like he's sworn by four Shamrocks men Keane Kenny met by a shoulder comes to David Hennessy Shamrocks are retreating Brown comes through brilliant goal by Connor Brown he does that so often great goal by Connor Brown Dean Mason didn't see it Great goal, Connor Brown. Fantastic goal. And as we said, Keane Kenny was a spare man, but they shoved yeah. him up because they're looking for goal opportunities. There was four men around him and uh, they, they sucked them all the all the defence into him. And Connor Brown latched onto it and a great finish, a great strike to the back of the net. 2 11 to the James Stevens men. 120. That's 23 points to 18. 17. 6 and 1. 17 to 23 six point game Keane Kenny has pushed up why didn't they push him up earlier shall we say comes to young Eaton Butler Butler and uh, Evan young uh, going Gilfile he's gone inside Gilfile has been chased Gilfile gives it across oh dodge off the crossbar the goal chance Eaton Butler pulls on it oh big huge let off what a grandstand finish we could have had what a huge miss by the James Stevens men ball went too far wide but that could have been a grandstand finish they still have it 59 on the clock 
they pushed up Keen Kenny they should have pushed him up earlier he loses the ball gives it back to Richie Reid let off for the Shamrock massive let off and it came off off to Ross Field who, who doubled on it in the middle of the area came off the post and back out came off and the that post. was the village were putting on the attack village putting on the t- attack they certainly smelled blood they could have brought it back to three points a huge let off Ross Whelan has it on the far side gives the ball to Joey Joey's out in front Joey's fouled Joey's happy but that was a huge let off massive let off and it could have been three points with only two minutes to play but obviously it didn't go into the back of the net but a, a chance for the village nonetheless 59 minutes on the clock 2-11 to 120. Taggy this has been a county final of huge let off and goal chances has. both teams have certainly have had two or three that was the biggest let off for sure would have brought it into a grandstand finish would have brought it back to three points with an extra maybe three minutes to go and what a finish we would have had it looks like maybe that chance is now gone maybe that chance is gone is right yeah but they would have had a stand, grand, grandstand finish but so it's been all belly hail in the second half and now it's just the village and they are putting on a bit of fight but it could be just too late they're putting up a bit of fight as Adrian Mullen and Niall Brazel stand up to each other but it's too late maybe for the village man. Niall Brazel and Adrian Mullen having uh, words with each other possibly Dean Mason has the free 70 yards or 10 yards 20 yards from his own goal now maybe for 20 yards because Richie Dowling tells them to go back and again that was a huge let off for the Shamrocks men it would have been a very interesting last five minutes two minutes it says on the clock 60 extra time but it's 60 minutes on the clock there's only a minute to go here in UPMC in the St. Canis's Credit Union Dean Mason goes long 120 to Shamrocks 211 to the James Stephen men a six point game as Owen Cody lets that out goes over the sideline on the far side Richie Dowling's not sure where it's going it looks like TJ says I'll take it ball doesn't and a confusion on the far side. Yeah, and time is running down now. All these stoppages and starts are suiting uh, Ballyhane. Time is running down. Substitute's coming on. Killian Corkin, it looks like he's coming on. Or is it Killian Corkin? Where than two? It is young Killian Corkin. He missed out. Six points in it. 2 11 to James Stevens. 120 to the Shamrocks. Surely the Shamrocks can't be caught now. TJ has it on the far side. On the sideline. This is some up his afternoon for TJ Reid. No, it's gone wide. Maybe a ninth wide for the Shamrocks. Seven wide for Gillette we've lost count of it Costigan goes long the rain comes down heavily it's a one minute game left one minute Corcoran what a second half the half back line for the Shamrocks have had James Stevens certainly in the second half lost their ideas lost maybe lost of concentration and certainly were confused as Mullen pushes tied the wire back shoulder back the Shamrocks men all over the field taggy leaders came good didn't they absolutely all over the field as we mentioned already the half back line but up front as well TJ you know Colin Fenley uh, three points to his name as well Adrian Mullen like they all they all stood as a team together yeah. I felt but to be fair to the young lads Mullen Joey Cody Cody yeah. as good as TJ and Finley were in the first half those young lads really came good ah, didn't they? They did, absolutely yeah you know a nice short leave there coming yes. on uh, latched onto that ball to make that goal opportunity and that's what makes the difference like lads coming off the bench to make an impact that's what you need make an impact and uh, Joey Cody he's gone off he's just switching helmets 2-11 James Stevens. 1-20 to the Shamrocks 62 minutes on the clock as the crowd starts to disperse and then Shamrock's management of Pat Hoban, Niall Lacey and Jimmy Maher. They'll be quite happy with the response they got. Three minutes into the second half, a serious, serious change came in the mentality of the belly men and they just came on in droves from there, Taggy, didn't on, they? Absolutely, came on droves. I'd say they felt the pressure was coming on with the man down and they just said, not today, lads. Not today. And the call comes to David Hennessy. He'll go along down on top of the wire. The wire breaks the ball. Adrian Mullen is there. Darren Mullen is there. Da, da, so it comes to 
who's the number 10 now it's Joey Cuddy wearing the ball comes back oh Cuddy it's Adrian Mullen with a white helmet, helmet yeah. a white helmet it's Adrian Mullen with a white helmet he's lost his helmet oh young Shortle does very well again he's made a vital contribution oh brilliant out of Shortle the young pretender this will be a mighty score it's going to go <laughs> for the score oh the score, score of the day young Niall Shortle what a score from the Kieran's College man that's the score that sums up that the next generation are serious about hurling in Ballyhay 121 what a score and the final whistle has been blown here in uh, UPMC Nolan Park the Ballyhale men are so so happy and what a score Taggy I just have to finish that for me just summed up the future of the Ballyhale men no right got the ball 60 yards out from the end from the goal and went on a solo run a dummy hand pass and you wonder what did they do in Ballyhale and the Shamrocks they just create these monsters and they've created another little monster in Niall Shortle absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal conditions rain teaming down two or three lads coming on to him you know he's been hit left right and centre trying to dummy hand pass and then put it on the hurl didn't even catch it and swung it over the bar for the final score 211 to 121 what a score and as you said the younger lads to come on Niall Shortle that just sums up Ballyhill but what a fight what, what character Ballyhale showed today? Well, they were questioning the character before the game. There was questions about had they the hunger, had they the desire, could they make it five in a row? They've made 20 titles. They've matched all their own. They've done it and done five in a row. The only Shamrocks team to do it, the only Kilkenny team to do it, and they've done it in their 50th year. What a, a dinner dance or what a celebration that'll be. It'll start in the next two minutes when Ronan Corcoran, the captain, comes up to collect the cup. But Taggy, all over the field, certainly. The men were, were questioned. TJ Reid and Conan Fendi in the first half. And TJ Reid has got the man of the match. But he was excellent. But the younger men in the second half, I thought they were excellent. And that half back line that you spoke about, they really came good. Absolutely, yeah. For me, Ronnie, it was the half back line when, um, when they went down to 14 men. Evan Shefflin, Richard Reid and Derek Harkin they all came into the game powered into the game you know a pint from Evan Shefflin Richard Reid the score Derek Harkin two pints from the far side on the left hand side they powered into the game and nothing went through them nothing went through that danger zone to that full forward line and then they had the likes of Adrian Mullen TJ and Owen Cody dropping so deep back the only two up in the full forward line there most, most of the second half but they were so intelligent then they didn't just strike the ball for the sake of striking it they played it through the channels played good, great vision and just composure on the ball and as I said that just comes from champions that comes from experience but men just stood up there today uh, phenomenal display and as I said that middle third uh, the half back line for me and, it, and the young lads then coming on making a difference Niall Shortland coming on that score it'll be talked about I'd say for the next couple of days in wherever they're going to be celebrating so uh, fantastic Taggy when the man was sent off there was curious questions there was three points in it and then the TJ Fenley Evan Shefflin, Dara Corkin, Richie Reid, they all reacted brilliantly. They got the next five scores and the village looked devoid of ideas, looked confused and never operated with the spare man. And for some reason, they just lacked ideas with that spare man. That's it. They lacked ideas uh, straight away. For me, it was the puck outs. They were still going long even when they were being swarmed out. But when they had the free man, Keen Kenny, he should have been out to the sideline or wherever the free man was looking for that ball. That was the first thing that didn't happen. And the second thing was they were confused for about five, ten minutes of who actually was the spare man. Ballyhay were pushing up the field or switching positions they didn't know who to mark and they, did, they didn't make a petition of that spare man at all and then they pushed him up Keane Kenny for the last five ten minutes uh, of the second half and, and they got a, a goal chance out of it 
they got a goal chance out of the, the crowds as they send on UPMC in Olin Park they're the Shamrocks men they've been so used to these ID, these occasions they've been so divided I suppose at half time Taggy there was question marks asked of them but certainly as we said that sending off made a huge difference but the young men of Valley Hale came good and they summed it up with that Niall Shortle point the goal chances today Taggy there was certainly goal chances on both sides weren't there both sides uh, I think Valley Hale probably had the better chances, chances. Uh, of them really I think Keneally missed one in the first half uh, and the second half there was, there was a chance as well but the, in saying that uh, the village had two chances in the first half as well and definitely obviously the best chance of them all was the one that came off the post uh, that, 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 that was three goal chances so here in UPMC Nolan Park it's the Ballyhale Shamrocks men doing the five in a row making the 20 titles in their 50th year what a team what a club what a parish what a group of men they'll celebrate in style we'll retire today here in UPMC Nolan Park not sure Robbie or Shane where ye are at this moment in time we can hand across because Ronan Corcoran well actually no Ronan Corcoran is here Jimmy Welch is here we might listen to Jimmy Welch's um uh, speech as Jimmy and Ronan Corcoran they'll come good they'll come good here as the speeches will be made if you can tune in Robbie will see Ronan Corcoran he's there with Jimmy Walsh it looks like and that should be the speech Shamrocks as we said divide at a half time of ideas possibly but they have now come good within their 20th title here in UPMC in Nolan Park and as we said Taggy I know we talked about the great Shamrocks men of the past the great present Shamrocks men the likes of TJ Reid and Conan Fendi but that little Niall Shortle point that was a wonder score to finish a county final a wonder score and, and the confidence to take it on and, and he had no other options because there was actually no men around him but he had the, just the composure the speed the accuracy and to, to strike it off the hurl and to put it straight over the bar in, in them conditions and in, in the in the heart in the, in the last couple of seconds of a county final is absolutely phenomenal and I think the future is bright for, for Bally Hale the future is bright for Valley Hale as we said Robbie and the boys the rain is teeming down it's not conducive to celebrations the Valley Hale parish won't mind the Valley Hale supporters won't mind Ronan Corcoran is here the crowd are trying to get him across what a way to win a county final as well the village really tore into him in, in, in that first half you know there was no love lost and then a man down team in conditions tough hard conditions there out today and still come out on top still come out on top as Jimmy Walsh Historic final. The five in a row has been achieved. Today was a game of passion, skill, hunger, and determination. Until possibly the rain came, and I would like to ask for a pool of bus for both teams for the display today in the conditions. I would like to congratulate the Shamrocks Ballahale on their fabulous achievement that since, since 1887, no five in a row has been achieved in Kilkenny.
I would like to wish them well in the next couple of weeks and in the Leinster Club Championship. I would like to commiserate with the great James Stevens team. They were aiming for their 10th title and they've been there or thereabouts for many, many years and I look forward to seeing them back again in the near future. I would like to thank our Raytor, Conor Everard and his match officials, our groundsmen, Kevin and John, and to each and every one who is involved in our county board, all of our clubs, at all levels, and our stewards with us here today. And without any further ado, I would like to call on Vincent and myself to present the Tom Welch Cup to the winning Shamrock Canton, Ronan Corkin. On current show, Glocka, our foreign, Shamroga Ballyhill. Um, it's a great honour on behalf of all the boys down there in, in the green and white to accept this cup in our club's 50th year and especially for five in a row. Um, I'll try to keep it short enough. I have a few things written down here, a few people to thank. So, um, first of all, I'd just like to thank all the staff here in Nolan Park. Pitch is in good condition and the linesman and the referee did a great job today, so thanks very much. Um, to our club's main sponsor, Hold the Plant Rentals. Um, Paul and Catherine there, thanks very much for everything you do for the club. Our secretary, Siobhan Kendi. Our physio, John Kearns, and our kit man, Sean Holden. Thanks very much to the three of them. Um, don't want to forget Adam Brenner and uh, Andrew Moran. They're always down there giving Sean a hand, so thanks to them two boys as well. To um, Owen Knox, our, sta our, our stats man. Thanks very much, Owen. Um, to our management team, um, it it's not easy to come in managing us there after last year, I suppose. We're unlucky in the Ireland series and I suppose when you're at close to the top, like the only way you can go is down usually. But the boys came in, they kept us going this year um, and they've, they've really drove us on. So to Niall Lacey, our trainer, you know, having to do with fitness, nutrition, um, an inspirational quote, or if you're looking to do a few Malcolm runs, he's your man. To Jimmy Marr, our selector, there's probably no hurler in the county that he doesn't know something about. And what he does know, he probably make up, and we still believe him, so thanks. Looks like we're wrapping up it there in UPMC Nolan Park. Uh, we'll see if the lads are in the OB unit as well. It'd be great to get their thoughts after just a thrilling end to that game. It was a massive, massive victory. History made for the first time in Kilkenny GAA. The Shamrocks, five in a row. Matching Tullerone for 20 titles. 
in their 50th year. It's just absolutely amazing. We're going to go to our outside broadcast unit there now, I believe. Eddie Doyle, Eddie Scally and uh, Robbie Dowling are there. Lads, what did you make of that game? Thanks, Shane, for having back to us there. Yeah, no, it's been an absolutely brilliant game. Uh, to the, the second half of that game just took into life altogether and it was, it was, it was fantastic, really, to be fair. Um, a couple of great scores there to look at. You know, kind of when we start looking at the second half properly, there's a couple of brilliant scores. James Stevens, you know, with a fell back, eight, ten points down. They could have just stopped. They got a goal, and then they very, very nearly got another goal. Eddie, I, I don't know what you thought, kind of watching it there. I know it's, it's, it's easy for us to say in the stands, the weather deteriorated so rapidly and everything else, but you know, James Stevens, they gave themselves every chance there. You know, I know that scoreline mightn't reflect that, but they gave themselves every chance. And if that ball hadn't hit the crossbar, if it hit the back of the net, you know, it, it could have went the other way. It could, yeah, definitely. But that, you know, that was in the dying stage, and they needed that even at that late stage to get themselves back in the game. But you know, Ballyhale, like they do traditionally over the last couple of years, you know, the ring games, the ring games, teams are you know within a couple of points, and, and when the pressure comes on, they just kick on. And it was like the sending off there today, um, Ballyhale had man sent off, and it, it kicked them into gear more so than giving advantage to James Stevens, you know. Um, but again, like, you have to give some credit to, to Ballyhale, to everyone that's involved, to the club that's down there. Look, it's just. Look at as you know, like we all are, we're massive fans. But to be there today to see that bit of history, I was really excited, and it was everyone was, and it was just it was brilliant to see it. And you know, you have the likes of the older players on the team. You had Joy Cody there was missed an awful lot of hurling, came back, um, came back this year as well, late on in the last month probably. And like he had a really good game, scoring a goal, I think, two points there as well. So all over the field, they had heroes. Even young nine short will come on and got a score ready. You know, if he was a black and white player, you'd be delighted to see him next week getting that. It was a cracking score. So they have stars all over the field, and they're, they're creating and they're building again. So yeah, it was a br- brilliant to see them do it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And Nigel Hartle scored it, the one that you're on about there, the very death of the game, Robbie. He, he, you know, he, I said to you when he came on, he'd, he'd, he'd want to have a point to prove. And I think that's probably the wrong term anyway, because, but what he did, he got that ball and the roar the, from the crowd when he put that over the bar. It was, oh, it was incredible. But I think the biggest example um, of how competitive this Bally Hale whole the entire panel is for in terms of positions is the fact that Owen Keneally's won a fifth county top final in a row. I don't know how many he's been involved in. He's probably slightly worried for his own position next week because maybe he didn't have the best of games today. And it's not just Owen Keneally, but countless others um, for Bally Hale. And that's, that's the reason why they win so many. They're constantly on their toes. Um, you know, they have to win county championships and it's, it's just an astonishing achievement. Five in a row, 20 titles to match. Um, Tullerone, of course, historically were such a great team um, in the early days of the Kilkenny Hurling Championship. And I just think, remarkable what we've seen today. In control from start to finish, really. The village had their moments, but I don't think anyone ever thought that the outcome would be any different other than a Shamrock's victory. And it uh, certainly was deserved in the end. Yeah, no, it's, you're dead right when you say that, Robbie. Delighted now Taggy is back down out of stands. Managed to get down without getting a knock or an injury coming to us there. But Taggy, the red card, it seemed to backfire on James Stevens. Like, if it, I, don't, I don't know, backfire is not the right word, but, you know, it was all Bally Hale from that red card. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You talk about uh, sending off and we're actually just looking down at it saying, right, this is the right time, three points, um, three points behind and uh, 15 men again, 14. But it's actually Bally Hale uh, t- turned it on. And uh, I've I seen that over years. I've I seen teams to struggle with extra men. I, I've seen my own team, the Emirates. I've seen even Kilkenny kind of struggle of who is the extra. Obviously, they've never even planned for it. And it's a hard thing to plan for because they struggle to know who was the spare man. Uh, where was a spare man to be and there are at sixes and sevens now in saying that the whole structure of the game changed because it's 15 on 15 and 
the village were well able for that man on man but then Ballyhale just pulled right down the field and they, di- they really didn't know who was spare man for a long time yeah because it's, it's interesting we were talking about before the game Richie Reid has been sitting so deep for Ballyhale this year and I said to the lads if, if I was in James Stevens' boots I'd push up on him I just say, look, throw all caution to the wind. We go man for man in the backs and we push right up on them. And that's what they seemed to do. They pushed right up. They were going at it. The minute the red card comes, Richie Reid comes into the game. I, at one stage, I was thinking to myself, are Ballyhill playing with an extra player here? Because they just seem to find all the space. Yeah, no, 100%. And we alluded to earlier on there, the half-back line, uh, Evan Shefflin, Richie Reid, Darren Corcoran, they stormed into the game. And I couldn't believe that the, Bally, or the, the village goalkeeper, uh, Gavin Costigan, was hitting the ball long because they had the spare man if they had the spare man why didn't Keane Kenny or whoever it was push out to the sidelines look for that ball and work it from deep and, and spread it through the lines but if anything it was actually Bally Hale that done that no, and in fairness they're champions they're not champions uh, for no reason they, they're, they're, they've top class hurlers on them and they played it through the lines they were so smart and intelligent TJ Reid was just phenomenal there I felt there today one really really hard ball but Richie, in fairness to him the half back line really stood up today and you talk about the middle third they won the middle third in the last 20 minutes and won the game the management of the game, Taggy, two, two moments in the game, two periods in the game rather stand out to me. Uh, Ongil Foyle gets the goal for the village, they're three points ahead, one four to four points, and the Shamrocks go on and get the next seven points just before halftime, and O'Neill Brazil got a free before then uh, to make it a three-point game at the interval. And then the second half, um, the red card to Mullen, and you're thinking, as we were talking about there, you're thinking the village could really get back into this game now if they use the spare man, and the Shamrocks kick on again, and just that was probably the win of the game at that stage. Their game management is, like, I've never seen anything like it from a, from a club side yeah it's just, it's just the, the belief they had themselves and, and I've often seen that with Bally Hill like they're so good they're kind of keeping teams at arm's length they're like 7 or 8 points up and next thing a team come at them and they kind of realise right we have to step it up here and that's what they tend to do and after the Gilfile goal um, Bally Hill came on and scored 4 or 5 points in a row after that and then they send it off they picked it up again and it's a true mark of a great team and even leaders on the team as well like everyone in that Bally Hill team there today was a leader because they said right we can't wait for TG we can't wait for so and so I'm stepping up here today because we're a man down and it, and, we, and it has to be done and what a way to win a county final as well you know in, in harsh conditions messy you know tough men down you know everything kind of going against them but just prevailed in the end you're talking about leaders there, Taggy. You mentioned the half-back line with Ballyhale. But again, in the second half, you see Joe Cuddy and Colin, Colin Fenley up front. They really took the charge and took the, took the challenge to the village as well. Yeah, no, brilliant. And like that nice Shortle score right at the end, last puck of the score. game. So, so it's just unbelievable for a man. And there's three or four village lads and they were hopping off him. <laughs> and he just dummied and then didn't even put it back on the, on the hand and just swung it over the bar. What a score. Like, that, and as you said, the young lads as well, like the Joey Cuddy there, uh, 1-2 from play, Colin Fenley in full forward line. And that was the danger zone of course of Colin and that full forward line but the distribution from the half back line to get the quality ball into the full forward line that's kind of their game plan but it's their use of the ball you're on with distribution as well but you look at the scores as well Evan Shefflin got a point Richard Reid got a point Derek Corkin got two points Ronan uh, Corkin got one as well you know, their, their, their use of the ball from the half back line up was really really good played through the lines and they, look at as Robbie said they're game management they just don't make mistakes really do they yeah no they, they, they actually don't you know and they, they, they seem to kind of take the right option nearly all the time you know and the, and the scores they got some of the scores like Cuddy's scores were like there's no way lads could get them on the sideline on, on conditions like today but that's just the confidence and they have to call it spade a spade they have quality hurlers they do, well, the guy brought down to me notes on two, two or three different occasions scored the game and I kept changing the next score yeah. of the game <laughs> you know, all over the place you said that score from the it was nearly from the end line it was nearly Tony Kelly-esque wasn't it ah, it, was, it was phenomenal like, you wouldn't even think about taking it really and it was on the, like, just past the 14 as well so really 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 tight angle uh, but like, as I said the Vols stood up today and uh, fair play to Ballyhale you would be you would be delighted for Niall 
you know, he, he down, he's down to start. Finds out probably on Friday night that he's not starting. He's a young player. I said to the lads before the game, I said, look, it's not easy for a manager. You don't want, you know, you, you have to make these hard calls. But I said to the boys, I said, if this kid gets onto the pitch, I said, I, I'd be hopeful he could light it up. And by Jesus, that score, that did light it up. You know, it was, he probably has the score of the game. I think we'd have I'd to say he has. And I'd say they'd be celebrating, looking back on that video now, and he'll be getting a few, uh, a few <laughs> drinks bought for, uh, for this week. That is for sure. But look, that, that's what you want. I've been in this situation myself. Friday night team sheet is turned over and uh, you're on the bench and you're going, God. And the, 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 as a management team, the one thing you want to do is the body language and to come up to a game and say, right, instead of hanging my head, I'm going to make a difference here today. And that's what we done. We can't just solely talk about Ballyhale as well because obviously James Stevens lads, they did put in a super effort. That ball that hit the crossbar at the end of the game, <laughs> I tell you, the whole move, I could see it and I just thought this is going to hit the back of the net. That would have been one of the best goals ever scored in Nolan Park, the movement of it. But just looking at some of the leaders on the pitch for, for, for uh, James Stevens, Taggy, you know, for me, I thought Shane O'Donoghue in cornerback, he made two or three last gasps, hooks and flicks to stop certain goals. You know, he was outstanding. Connor Brown late on in the game and Owen Gilfoyle. Was there any of the players that stood out for you? Yeah, definitely. Had the three of those. He said that the full back line it were just really good, I felt. You know, they, they had a job to do. Dear McCordy was marking Colin Fenley. Shane O'Donnell, as said, already got two or three hooks in. Willie Spencer, for me, in midfield, uh, gone to an awful lot of ball, uh, scored a point from play as well. Uh, Niall Brazil in the second half, I felt kind of kept the village ticking over when they were really struggling for scores. So, in fairness to, to him, the, the danger for the village for me was the full forward line and they scored 1-2 uh, I think it was in the first half and in the second half they didn't get much ball and did it, the scores didn't come and how, many, how do you get closer to the Shamrocks because I'm just looking at the, the it was a 7 point victory in the end tag, and I thought the village left absolutely everything out on the pitch I don't think you could ask much more of them um, is that gap rather than narrowing actually widening between the other teams at the moment and we're not seeing anyone really step up to the plate and take them on for 60 minutes even if they do come out on top there doesn't seem to be a side that can get really close to them uh, in the latter stages of the championship particularly uh, no you're dead right uh, look they're a quality team I think um, they're a good bit ahead of the teams in Kilkenny I think uh, the Kilkenny championship needed a good county final and I thought it was a good county final to be fair um, you know there was nothing between the teams up to the last 20 minutes uh, but they're just they're, they are just a phenomenal good team they have five or, or five uh, five in a row now and they have two All-Irelands in the last four years so like it's like Ballygunner there in, in Watford they're just a quality side yeah, and obviously going into Leinster now, um, will there be a real determination after the way they lost the All-Iron final last year, last puck of the ball, obviously Ballygunner are crown champions, stopping them from winning three All-Irons in their own fact. Uh, will there be a determination to go on there now and actually winning five county champ- championships in a row and matching to their own for 20 isn't enough for them, which is an incredible thing to say, but there really seems to be a determination and drive amongst this set of players to make history consistently. Yeah, look, they're probably in a position where they're, they're, they're kind of want to win as much as they can when they can. And that's probably what they're, what they're saying. Uh, I, don't know, I don't think they'd be kind of uh, aiming for Ballygunner or anything like that. I think it's just as much as they can when they can. P- this period of time that they have for them is, is, is phenomenal. So just take every match as it comes. Robbie, just to kind of pick up on the points you're making there, and I'd say Taggy would probably agree with me on this as well. Ballyhale are having their time of dominance at the moment. This won't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. You look at Colin Fenley there today. Next year he's going to be another year older. TJ Reid the same. He's going to be another year older. You know, they're, 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 now you see the likes of Niall Shortall is the worrying thing for everybody else because we see lads like him coming in. Um, you know that 
this, you know, these are the type of players that you know that are coming up afterwards. Uh, Killian Corcoran there as well is only in sixth year in school, you know. So you see, I just see the lads showing it around there about Jackie Turl suggesting that yesterday that Colin should reconsider going playing with Kilkenny again. I don't think that'll happen. I think Colin will try and keep his body right for his club and, and keep going for as long as he can. But unfortunately, Ted, you know yourself, these lads and you know Taggy, age doesn't wait for anybody. Um, they're in the dressing room here now, and I think they're. <laughs> 25 foot tall and they're going to hurl forever but in a couple of years time uh, you know you'll be looking at a different kingpin in Kilkenny I think yeah no for sure yeah and as I said when you come to that age you, you kind of you take everything that you can when it comes to you like if you look at it, even like Joy Holden was travelling there in America Colin Fennelly was in America as well they might they might even have came home this year so like winning this county final for them is they're in total bonus territory um, and every year as you said like there's so much there's so much talent in that team but it will come to an end when we don't know but it will come to an end and as I said win as much as you can when you can it'll eventually come to an end but just to pick up on a point beyond this actual set of players and this particular team who are obviously created history in their own right today and I know I know it will obviously eventually um, some other team will go on and win the Kilkenny County Championship and probably not in the, in the not too distant future but this is 11 county championships in 17 years like, this is a club that is phenomenal in what, for me, is the most competitive county championship. And I suppose on the 50th anniversary of the Shamrocks, it'll probably be um, the right question to ask, how special a club, not just this team, are they, to constantly reproduce players, not just the best in Kilkenny, but the best in Ireland, and the best of all time, the likes of TJRE today. It's Look, phenomenal Robbie, what we're looking at. You have a club that's 50 years old. Like, my club at home, Gary Castle, are just on the 50 mark. But you look at James Stevens that are probably 110 years old. Bally Hale have won 20 senior county titles in 50 years. That basically means they're winning a senior county title every other year. Now, I've asked people before about the history and the strength and what it is with Bally Hale. Bally Hale's underage structure, if you go down and watch under 10s or 12s or 14s or 16s, from what I can see, Bally Hale ensure everyone plays, to keep the kids in the club. There's no one in Bally Hale... And I and I and I go mad when I see it. There's no one in Ballyhale over another fourteen team going bananas because they have to go and win the Ryan C Championship. In Ballyhale, it's about inclusion, getting players on the pitch, getting them playing, and that's why you have them. And Taggy, I'm sure you've played down in the Shamrocks pitches, a neutral venue in championship matches. Eddie, you've been down there at me a good few times. You go down to them pitches, and next thing you look around the back of the goal, Darren Mullen, Adrian Mullen, T.J. Reid, Henry Shefflin slapping balls off walls. It's in their culture, and it's because of their underage structure in the club. That's what we should be all looking at. This is the end product, what you're seeing out in there. It's what's happening there on wet Tuesday nights and Saturday mornings in that club when kids are being encouraged to play hurling and play hurling the right way. That's why Ballyhale is I was down there at a neutral match there, as a neutral at an underage match um, a couple of weeks ago. And you see early in the morning, like you see, you know, the boys using the gym. You're talking about, you know, at matches you see them poking around. But I was at a, a neutral at a, a match, I don't know where it was, um, about six months ago. And there were Valley Hill, I think it was under 15s were playing. And you had Darren Mullen on the sideline, you had Adrian Mullen on the sideline. You said travelling away to the young lads' matches and giving them the confidence. And you're looking, you're, you're there, you're 13, 14, 15 years of age. You look at the sideline. So what more, what more motivation do you want than your own clubmen, lads who have done it, been there? And this is the path. So they, they've seen the path. Like, you know, Adrian Mullen and all these lads, TJ Reid, they were all 12 and 13 years of age in that club. And this is how they progress. So you have a pathway. Yeah, no, and I think um, you said it already, uh, Eddie, uh, culture culture in the club and you can't build culture in two or three years culture comes from 10 years 15 years putting um, structures in place at underage level so they enjoy it they see guys going through the ranks they see how they are off the field how they perform on the field 
the, the young lads now are looking up to TJ Reid, they're looking up to Adrian Mullen, and eventually they'll be looking up to Niall Shortle when he comes, you know, when he comes. And it's just, it's a cultural thing, how you present yourself on and off the field, how you react with the club. You play with the club, I guarantee them lads probably involved with underage teams as well, helping out, all these things. And, and everything... I'd imagine down in Ballyhale revolves around the club functions you know all the club guys go to they all know each other it's, it's building a spirit in the club I suppose the question then comes I think it was 81 to 2004 23 years there um, when the village won the title then you go now it's 12 years now for the village come next year that they've last won a county championship this is a really great club with a great tradition 110 years as you say Eddie but does that culture in Ballyhale mean whenever it does eventually stop and I, again as I said I'm sure it'll stop in the not too distant future um that there won't be that length of time, there won't be a drought as such for Ballyhale Sharks because everything in the club is just run to almost perfection. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure in Ballyhale they'll hope that when it stops, it, it only stops for a while. I can only speak for my own club that when we were winning county titles every year, we just thought they were going to keep coming. They've, <laughs> they've stopped coming. Uh, there was 15 years, I think, though, that Ballyhale didn't win anything. No, yeah. this is it. And, you know, it exactly. Yeah. And we're talking about Ballyhale now because they won today. But if they lost today, we'd be talking about the culture in the village. Yeah. Yeah. How to stay at it. <laughs> How to stay at it. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. very same thing. So, like, And there is a fierce culture in the village. No, but when you're on about the Ballyhale culture is, you, you know, the one thing I would say, what's happening in a small bit, and you can see it in clubs as well, populations are growing. So clubs like Ballyhale, like the Emeralds, like Blacks and Whites, any of these clubs, our populations are getting smaller. So we're losing big time to the big teams. The James Stevenses, the Dixboroughs, they're going to all be end up becoming super clubs. So the GE are going to have to keep a very close eye on this in Kilkenny. I can see it that teams that can have three or four hundred senior players and in any time it'll happen you can see all these houses being built around the place and that'd be the worry I'd have for somewhere like Ballahale that the population would actually catch them quicker than but now in saying that you can only put 15 fellas on the field I know people will say that but I'd much prefer to have 50 lads training in the pitch than 21 You come from a country club Taggy is that something you'd be worried about too? Ah it is yeah sure, like, even this year in my own club we lost the whole spine of the team uh, two lads went travelling and uh, another guy went off working uh, as well and uh, I retired of course and a few <laughs> so that didn't uh, help things but like as I said if you lose if you for a country club to lose one or two important players it's massive because you need the other guys to come on not every year we don't have guys coming on every year like the city clubs uh, and the underage structure we just haven't got them in the club full stop so I can absolutely see for work purposes or whatever the case may be the country teams could lose players and for the village a lot of young players in that side um what will the experience of today do for them? Okay, it's a, they've lost the final, but we're constantly hearing in sport that sometimes you have to lose before you can go on to win. Can they kind of, you know, harness this now, this feeling, and maybe come back again stronger next year and really learn from their mistakes if they do face the Shamrocks? But beyond that, maybe have a real hunger and desire to go and, and end the Shamrocks' reign and also to win a, win a championship for the first time in over a decade for themselves. I suppose, firstly, they can look back on the year. They had a very, very shaky start to the season. They were being tipped for relegation, not six weeks ago or eight weeks semi-final as we said before but the this game. is it you know so six or eight weeks ago we were talking about James Stevens as a potential team to be relegated now we're talking about them in a county final and, and how they'll react to it the younger players they're, they're going to have great experience from today they're going to learn it's going to hurt now you know in a couple of weeks time when they sit back and reflect on it they'll be able to say you know we were in trouble we dug ourselves out we got ourselves competitive and you know we got ourselves to a county final and I think they can be very proud of where they are will they be there in three or four years time they should be um this, the, the spine of that team is, is, is probably the right side of 30 and uh, you know I would imagine in three or four years time or even two years time they'll be a lot stronger for it 
They will, of course, yeah, definitely. But you have to throw like into the mix. You know, they got to a final there where James Stevens were, were beaten. But to get to a final is some achievement. And you go back then to where it's all square next year. And you know, at this time last year, we're talking about O'Loughlin's, how much they were after progressing. They'll be back there next year. Now, there's other teams as well. So it's not just a matter of getting back to a final. It's fierce, hard road to get that. And it will be even Stevens again next year when, they, when it comes back to the first round or, or the quarterfinals. So it's, it's not just a matter of just turning up again. Yeah, I think, look, uh, exactly. Uh, I think the Villiers have got massive belief this year. And the league um, obviously went poor for him. And I suppose the one man, Brian Cody, we haven't mentioned him yet, but he went back into I'd say he made a bit of a difference in fairness in the dressing room as well. And uh, you can see it from the start, though, Taggy. Yeah. That, that aggression that they had and that intensity. You know, talk about tactics. You know, you... Absolutely. You could speak better than any of us. Like you know, his number one tactic probably is hard work and honesty. And we saw that in the village. 100%, Not yeah. just today, throughout the last, especially actually the last day against Dixborough. I thought their forwards, the village forwards, were very good. They contested and competed for from nine to nine percent of the balls as well. So that's a, a trait and a tactic from, from Cody, if you want to call it that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what do you call it, a tactic or not? I know every team is trying to instill that, but. Brian Cody is just brilliant at doing it. And I think with the lads, even Peter Barry there on the line, you know, real men that have done it for the village and them might have been looking up, looking up to them but the village they kind of have a, I won't say a cockiness but they have a, a belief in themselves um, that they can take any team on any day yeah but I think to compete at any level in any sport if you don't have belief Taggy mm. you're not going to be there that's true Robbie that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that on board <laughs> just for the village guys just uh, before we go back to the Shamrocks but we've spoken to Seamus Dwyer he's been great with his time for us here on Casey Lawrence scoreline um, not just this year but over the last couple of years but 2019 they were in a final 2020 semi-final 2021 semi-final and now this year a final we mentioned they're a young team and you know can that take its soul though Taggy you know you, you've been on the other side of a wickle Kenny where you're constantly making finals and coming out lifting silverware but when you're constantly making the latter stages of a championship and not getting over the line sometimes does that bring you back? Ah, bring you back to reality back to hard, to re- <laughs> hard reality today for them of course well as was the famous saying you, you, win, you, you lose more than you win and uh, I think to get over the lane you, 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 like if you look at the Valley Gunners in, in the Ireland uh, series like uh, they've been winning water but, but haven't been competing at that end uh, of the championship but this year just, they got over the lane and look at Mayo they keep coming back keep coming back it has to happen eventually you, you'd hope it has to happen eventually sport is cruel Certainly is very like, cruel. Eddie. I, I would like to, ta- to point out that Taggy didn't just win all the time either. <laughs> I, 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 lost, I lost one or two matches there. He <laughs> lost one game. He remembers it really well, Rob. But no, but genuinely, you're right in what you're saying. But the one thing I would say is, and, and, and it's easy to say this, but at the start of a senior hurling championship, there's 12 teams that, that want to try and win the championship. Only one team wins, and that's the same at every level. In, in, in the hurling, you notice every team is in the championship. James Stevens have been in the final or the semi final, is the way I'd look at that, for the last four years or five years, say, against probably the best club team of all time. So, you know, that, that's, that's where they need to be. So, that the day that Ballyhale take that step back, it's the team that's in the final against them that's going to take advantage of it, whether it's James Stevens or O'Loughlin Gales or whoever it is. You know, so you can't. I wouldn't be too hard on the James Stevens lads at all. I think they've ran into an absolute juggernaut, but they've been the ones putting it up to them. You couldn't be hard on them. Like, O'Loughlin's put it up to them last, you know, last year. And there is teams putting up, but all the time, you know, Ballyhale are just staying that much ahead of these teams. And then when the pressure comes on, whether it's a goal conceded or whatever, they just turn it on and go up the field. So it's definitely no reflection on James Stevens that they've lost today. Loads of teams that have lost to Ballyhale over the last few years. And yeah, look, it's just a reflection. Ballyhale are just a phenomenal team, isn't it? So sorry, Eddie, just to say the AIB Leinster Club Senior Hurling Championship for 2022, the draws we made. St Mullins, of course, the Carlow County Champions will take on Fern St. Aidan. That's on the 13th of November in Netwatch Cullen Park with a 2pm throw-in time. The winners of the Kilkenny Championship, which, of course, as we know, and brought 
July on KC Lawyer are the Ballyhill Shamrocks. They'll take on Castletown Gagan of Westmead on the same day, 30th of November on the Sunday. That's at half past one with the venue to be in Kilkenny. I presume it'll be uh, UPMC Nolan Park. Nace, Kildare Champions take on Offaly Champions Shinroan. That's the day before Saturday, the 12th of November in Newbridge at half past one. And the Dublin Champions, who I'm yet unsure. Do we know who won the Dublin Championship yet, lads? Has the final taken place? No, I think that's today, I think, actually. Yeah. Sheena are playing... Um, McCord, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So the winners of that, anyway, will take on Clock Balakala of Leash. That's also on Sunday, the 13th of November, in Parnell Park. But just to come back to the village there, obviously they've been in the latter stages of the championship, but it's four years now maybe losing to the Shamrocks. It's, it's a tough one to take, but how do they use that to their to kind of come back again because eventually what the point I was trying to get at I suppose is when you're constantly losing at the same stage to the same team um, it, it can tend to kind of maybe take its toll eventually it does but uh, like this is the point I'm saying you have to be in the position you know you have to be in the final you know what I'm saying Taggy there's no point like the O'Loughlin Gales we were at the game last year Ed and the two of us watched that match together O'Loughlin Gales put in a Trojan performance brilliant game Paddy Deegan gave an absolute exhibition they still came out the wrong side of the draw, lost the game, end of story. They're not out there today. They're not in this final today. So it's not a given you come back. You have to come. Next year's a new year. You start afresh and you drill at it. And as I was saying to you already, Ballyhale aren't going to be playing at this level forever. And the minute they take a step back, you want to be the team that's there to take advantage of it. It's easy to say that when, not, when, you're, when you're in there and you're constantly being hurt year after year, losing to the same team at the same stages. It's not easy to say that in that dressing room right now. Yeah. But in January... Which, could you imagine in 2019 the same thing was said we'll come back next year 2020 we'll come back next year we'll come back next year and we're here again and they didn't come back do you know what what's I mean? the alternative Robbie what's the alternative well first it's no sport. I know but eventually as the players do you give up do you have that self-belief no. just eventually well, erodes we have no sport of you love the game understand you love the game you love going training you love meeting the lads like you kind of have to bring it back to that um, you know obviously in championship you're thinking about winning county finals and stuff but when you're going back in January you're not going thinking right county fights you're going back to enjoy it get fit whatever meet the lads have a bit of crack and then you gain momentum and then you say god we have a chance at this and you have to keep competing and then it's when you get over the line then that's the enjoyment of it I know what you're saying you keep losing losing but Eddie, like dead right you know you have to be in a position to take down the champions at some stage and the other thing that Taggy's touching on here and this is so important is people listening at home people listening all over the world and they're all these players, they do it because they love it. You know, yeah. you know, and there's been so many times where, like, as I said, one team wins the championship, everybody else loses. But what's happening is, like, them Tuesday nights, them Friday nights, them Sundays, Paggy would tell you stories if he writes the book on Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings after no championships. No, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got this, the Sunday mornings and Monday mornings and Tuesday mornings where you're having that team bonding cracked together and the whole lot. That's what it's about. Like, it's not all about just winning senior county titles it's and all I, about exactly and I think the village will look back on the year and go god we had a great crack even getting to the county final the, the, the weekends away whatever they'd done uh, even the, the victories they had you know beating uh, rivals at Dixborough you know games like that nights out after that that's the enjoyment that comes with it yes they lost the county final but they look back and go was it a success they didn't win the county final but we enjoyed ourselves had a bit of crack along the way I suppose another point that I'm getting at is I think it's Fairly, are we all in agreement that the Villagers are the second team in Kilkenny at the moment, going on the last couple of years and today as well? But the fact is that maybe we love it and we think it's so competitive and there's nothing like the Kilkenny Hurling Championship. But from people looking on the outside now, this is five in a row for the Shamrocks. No team has gotten any closer to them. 
Should we be slightly worried about the competitive nature of the Kilkenny Championship? Definitely not. I'd say, first of all, this is my opinion, I can hear the Shamrocks dressing room in there absolutely going bananas, so that'll tell you how much it means to them boys. They're earning their titles. Do I think James Stevens are the second best team in Kilkenny? I think they were today. Um, Dixborough will have a lot to say about that. O'Loughlin Gales, I tipped last year to win the championship. I understand that. I tipped O'Loughlin Gales to win the championship last year. I tipped them to win it again this year. And I'm going to give you a bit of a heads up. I'm tipping them to win it next year as well. Has to come at some Definitely. I'm going to stick with it. I mean, the dude will say Eddie said it. But uh, no, I, I, I think it's an extremely competitive championship. It really is. It's just Ballyhale are just having their, their golden patch, Robbie. It'll, it'll come. Yeah, it certainly will. But. Um, Taggy, just to reflect on the game then again today um, with, the, with the Shamrocks themselves going into Leinster now um, the determination will it be really there to win the Leinster Championship and the All-Ireland now going forward for them and that this just isn't enough yeah, sure. As I said, like it's nearly every every game as it comes now uh, for Ballyhale. I think it was the SME champions uh, you mentioned are playing uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So they'll obviously they're in the mix. Uh, they're in the final last year. Uh, got beaten by Belly Gunner uh, just by a couple of points. So uh, they'll want to make amends for that. Um, but look, as I, I'll go back to it. And it's a cliche. We, we said it before in Kilkenny dressings. They're in a position to win as much as they can when they can. Why not? keep going and keep driving and keep bringing the lads through keep keeping that culture in the club and you know win as many titles as you can I would say another thing Robbie before we hand back to Stephen in the studio it's genuinely you have to remember this is what it's all about like I guarantee you when you woke up this morning Taggy you were buzzing senior county final can't wait to go and watch it Eddie you're the same like Every one of them, I walked by the Ballyhale lads coming in and they were stone cold. I said hello to the whole lot of them, they all said well, but there was no chatting, there was no chirping, they were fully on bullet focused and do you know what, it's, it's, it's brilliant and I think in them conditions out there today, in a horrible, horrible day, these are all amateur lads that are after giving us some entertainment there for a bit over an hour and it was just, I just thought it was, it was a cracking game, allowing for everything that's in it and I think the two teams deserve a world of credit for it. They certainly do. Well, a big thanks to the lads here today. Um, brilliant coverage, as always, from them. Eddie Scally, Eddie Dial, and Aidan Taggy Fogarty. And, of course, to Adrian, Ronnie Rowland on comms, and to Ken engineering us today. We're going to hand straight back to the studio. Now, the man who's been behind it all, Stephen himself, back to you in studio, uh, Shane O'Connor. ACLR Live Sport. The St. Canis' Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Final. Ballyhale Shamrocks versus James Stevens. But thanks to Jerry Comerford Drilling Limited, Well Drilling Services Pilt. Jerry Comerford Drilling.ie